0: Shortly after talking to local comedian Kate Quigley, who's in town this evening at the Oracle, tickets still available at the Oracle box office. She's in town with Jim Florentine and Chad Zumok, friend of the program, and so she'll uh, she'll be in the studio. Actually, coming up at nine o'clock, we'll talk to her. Be interesting to uh, meet her. I don't know much about her. Be interesting to get her take on uh, on all things Canton there.
1: She's a uh, a a hot, funny woman. So of course she was like, "See you later, Canton, Ohio." Yeah, I'm out. I'm See, going to L. A. to go hang out with Jim Florentine. Who needs
0: this place? I'm no out. Yeah, <laughs> no that, that is kind of what happened there. It's life, right? So yesterday was National Hot Dog Day, and, uh, and, and so I went to the audience and I said, Look, I, I don't know where the best hot dog in Canton is. And so sure enough, I got a ton of suggestions. Now, I was only able to hit the one restaurant yesterday, so I don't know if they're the best.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, of course. Well,
0: my plan was to eat hot dogs for all three meals. I was going you know mean? I to get off work, go get them, and then you know, a little later maybe get a little lunch there, and all then right. you know, I was going to eat dinner, but I ended up not doing that. Okay, But I did go to Dog Days yesterday. And, uh, you know, you were telling me that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Some other, you know, listeners were telling me that was pretty good. That ended up being pretty damn good there. I got the Brooklyn dog, you know, topped macaroni and cheese. It was delicious. Jeez, dude, I have not had a mac and cheese dog from there. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that was delicious. Yeah, no, it was really good. The ice cream was really good, too. So I uh, – Go
1: so, so, dessert at lunch. I like it. <laughs> so
0: thanks for the suggestions on that. Uh, totally, uh, yeah, yeah, totally loved it. I, um, I, I had hot dogs yesterday as well. I felt, nice.
1: I felt compelled to. I was like, dude, you know what? We're going to fire up the grill right there. Yeah, you are. And I, like everyone yesterday, was like, oh, is it ketchup or is it mustard? Is it ketchup? Is it mustard? And it's like, no, it's both people. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of ketchup and mustard, dude. You put them both they on. They kind of the go rack. together. I had three hot dogs. I had a ketchup. Jeez. I had a ketchup. I had a mustard. And I had a ketchup and mustard. And ketchup, oh, and, mu- ketchup, and, mu- ketchup and mustard, hands down the winner.
0: Little test there.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Well, dude, you might as well give it a shot." You know, you might as well. So I, uh, I, I feel like I I,
0: I, I solved the debate yesterday. Yeah, I had the Brooklyn and the Sonoran dogs from Dog Days yesterday. They were delicious. Okay, what's this? What it was. So the Sonoran is a, a like a bacon wrapped dog. Okay, I like it. with salsa and baked beans oh! and cheese. Now I'm not crazy about baked beans, so I ha- I had them leave those off, okay. and I just got like the salsa, the cheese, and like the bacon wrapped dog. It was. It was delicious. Bacon wrapped dog. I feel like anything on top of that is just you know. I kind of felt like that should have been the option for any one of the dogs at Dog it's Days, the bacon wrap it is like yeah, it's like let me let me upgrade and get a bacon wrapped version of any of these. I'm sure the Now uh, maybe I can and I just didn't ask that
1: question. I'm sure the fine people at Dog Days have a suggestion box right there waiting for you. So dude, honestly, I uh I, you know what? I mean, every day could be National Hot Dog Day if you just try hard enough. So. Oh yeah,
0: that's all you got to do is put the you know, the pedal down. <laughs> right. and there you, you are. Can do it. There you are. Yeah, and I'm the kind of guy to do it. I I am. So, I will probably Here's the thing. I love the- the hot dogs i love them so i will probably eat at another hot dog restaurant today it's national hot dog week let's get real about what's (laughs) happening here it's not just a day that's a week-long thing so i yeah i'll I'll probably eat those again today the lifestyle yeah just sweating hot dogs over there all right (laughs) i uh i know i normally not normally but i know from time to time that i will open up the program discussing issues i have with the building and where we work i did it yesterday yeah and i'm gonna do it again today okay I hate to be repetitive, all right, but I'm going to do it again today. I apparently have to smack the office manager of this place around a little bit. And I just tweeted this out, and I just put a picture on Instagram out. Both of my accounts are the same. It's at Stansberry Shows How You Find, either one of those. Like, they bought new office furniture for this place, and they went all effing Andy Warhol. They went all stuff that you look at versus sit on. Like we have one of those couches that's too trendy to even sit on. Cause it's just shaped like an S and it's uncomfortable to sit on. It's like, you know what it is? It's cheap, porno set furniture Jeez,
1: is exactly what it is Jeez, walking into the radio station all of a sudden there's jade and james just taking it
0: well that would be a better that would be an upgrade oh, that would be an upgrade but it's all over the building now and i for the life of me can't figure out what any of this stuff is for if he catches us sitting on it's like now they've turned this building into my grandmother's house like no you can't sit on that when the plastic's not on it that's exactly where we work now like dude if he sees us sitting on any of that stuff we're gonna be in trouble um so what's it for
1: now it- yeah, this building needed to be it needed a facelift. It did. There's just no question about it. Like I would have started with the radio. <laughs> I mean, this building, it did. It needed you know, there's other things it needs, but a, a cosmetic uplifting. The coat of it.
0: paint did look good. It, it does look good. It
1: does. It you know, it looks like things are a little bit more This century. Permanent here. A little yeah. bit more like, hey, we have ownership as iHeartRadio. This is our building. Um but you're right, they did go with Uncomfortable furniture. Nobody's going to use non-functional furniture. It looks like art pieces. And it, you're right. The couch is kind of like a, this curvy, long couch. It's like an S, and shape. you could sit on it from any direction. And, and, and the
0: pieces move, so you can you can
1: assemble it any which way you want. And of those pieces that move, there's like a chair that has um, that red chair. Yeah, there's like a red chair, and I sat down on all these pieces this morning. Did the you? First thing I did when I got oh, it, I was afraid to do it. Oh no, I was like, dude, time 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 to test these bad boys. Oh, you're out. gonna get a demerit. That um, Part of the building's on film. Um, And I know I'm tall, but one of the complaints I'll make about all of it is it's all really low to the ground, and there's these three... That's how
0: you get people bent over it. (laughs)
1: There's these (laughs) three stools that are sitting around. And if you didn't look at them closely, you didn't really see what they are. But when you sit on them, they, like, compress. It's like a... There's, like, a a bounce to it. Somebody's going to fall, dude. Like a spring. Yeah, like, like a spring. But I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to fall. Like, somebody who's not... Uh, physically what do I want to say here in the best shape Is going to try to sit on one of those things It's going to give out from underneath of them They're going to lose their balance And they're See, going to fall I'm he just, telling you that's happening
0: He just nicely said Sansbury Don't you ever sit your fat ass down on one of them stools I, I,
1: Kind of dude I mean I think a plus size person Is going to have a really really hard time Sitting down on one of these stools right,
0: I would like the audience to know That I don't <laughs> think I'm necessarily plus size. Well,
1: hey, that's what I'm saying though Not necessarily you You're you know, Just
0: Fanto just dropped me off In the front of Lane Bryant apparently
1: <laughs> I got the uh, I got the I don't know if you wanted. to to check out the blueprints there had to be an interior designer to put the s-shaped couch down in that room there's there's like a blueprint for this
0: what the hell we pay this (laughs) dude probably more than you and me livable wage for your employees no (laughs) s-shaped couches nobody will ever sit on yes that was an interesting that's interesting i agree with you that yes this building needed an upgrade yeah it did it needed a slap of paint it needed lipstick on the pig but make no mistake, it's a pig. Well, and like maybe
1: instead of like instead of like an S-shaped couch, like maybe we should get new desks. Like, where Oh, are I, the think no, I think no, I think new office
0: furniture is coming. Okay. Like they're moving, no, the, the, like half the furniture got delivered yesterday. I think oh, okay. more's coming today. Okay. So, like, they're mo- you know how like they moved me in this temporary office right behind me? Right. They're now moving me to another section of the building, which is gonna suck because it's gonna be like further away from the studio. Now the now, these aren't big problems, but the coffee machine's gonna be further that that, that whole thing. Not that like, the building's so big that. You can't walk around it no. to get everything you want during a break. I obviously can. But yeah, no, 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 no. More office furniture is coming. Like, um, I guess the, they really hated the way the cubicles looked. And I think they're going more open office feel, which everybody that went open office already abandoned it because it doesn't work. It's too loud. Nobody has privacy. Everybody hates it. That's why cubes worked. Well, and like, welcome to corporate America.
1: Like, oh, we hate how the cubes look. But like here we sit in like the biggest media corporation on the face of the planet. So what do you expect? Oh, I hate wearing a tie to work. Well, like, no, dude, this is a grown up job. You have to sit in a cubicle.
0: Don't we have enough pictures of Bruno Mars laying around? We
1: can can put Perry. They're Taylor Swift, like, what are we? What are we? What are we doing? This is and and what like what like collaborative efforts are they going for? Of like, oh, well, we're gonna have like a Think Space for what? Like for what? Hey, you go sell some radio. Hey, you run the promotions <laughs> department. Hey, Fantone and where you do the morning show. What are we doing?
0: Yeah, everybody knows hey, what to come do here. Yeah, I, I just because w- 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 they were posting about it yesterday. Like my boss was posting about it, and I was like, why are you proud of that? <laughs> I can't for the life of me
1: figure that out. How long until all that furniture gets like pushed away into one of the storage
0: closets and something else is in that space? 6 months? Before another company's in our space, <laughs> oh, I'll take the I'll, I will take the under for sure. Ladies, if you're sick and tired of sexual assault, what you might have to do is move to China. I'll explain next on
2: Rock 106. 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed the opening of the program, we were talking about how our company bought new furniture, and uh, so I tweeted it out, and I put it up on the Instagram. It's at Stansbury Show. how you find both those. And a guy hit me up. He's like, dude, it just looks like drug dealer furniture. And it does. It does kind of look like I just flipped my first G-Pack, and now I'm going to go to the furniture store and buy some stuff. A newly opened strip club? Yes. Looks like
1: that,
2: yes. too. Yes. Looks like that, yes. too.
0: Now, look, I, I, I'm I going to be in so much trouble oh, yeah. for knocking on the new office furniture. Yeah. I mean, so much trouble I'll get in. And so all I'm going to say is one more thing, and then we're going to be done with it. <laughs> all right? If I'm already in trouble, I might as well go all the way there. I'm all for upgrades. I would have started with the studios. That's the mic stand. I would have started making that not happen <laughs> versus here's a three-inch stool to sit on that suppresses? I just, I just would have started there. If you haven't seen the photos, it's at Ray Show via Twitter or Instagram, whichever one you show happen to use. So sexual assault's a big problem. Yeah. And I would like to see that uh, be reduced. Yeah. And so uh, much like the drug problem or much like healthcare or whatever, I'm all for like, let's take some swings. Like I said yesterday about the drug problem. There is no silver bullet for it. So what you do is you fire clips instead. Right, you fire a bunch of ideas at it, see which one sticks.
1: Yeah, and I, I, you know, they're both serious problems. I, I, you know, sexual assault just seems so significant to me. It leaves so much baggage behind. Um, You can say, "Well, I do drugs and I am only harming myself." Sexual
0: assault, dude, you are leaving ripples
1: in a life that will
0: last forever.
1: Right, it's a big problem.
0: So over in China, they're looking to help curtail the problem of sexual assault, which apparently it's like rampant over there, and they're selling the anti pervert. Okay. Which makes sense, right? I, I'm all for it's probably like a mace device, right? That's at least what I thought. I was like, all right, okay. this is probably a new mace. And I've seen mace now that they have where you spray it and it actually takes a picture of what you're spraying. So, oh, you, yeah. so you like capture like a screenshot of your assailant. I thought that was actually very smart. And what a good piece of technology that was. But China, of course, screwing this up. Okay. They're selling the anti-pervert flamethrower. You heard me right. It's... A handheld, it actually looks like, it's handheld, and it actually looks like the handle of a lightsaber, is essentially what it looks like. And there's a button on it, and it shoots a flame of up to 20 feet. Jeez. That's pretty big.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's, 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 that's more that's
0: than a, two of you, right? You're like six, seven, right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, significantly more. It's like three of me. Yeah, it's like three of you. Twenty feet. It's like a it's like a handheld flamethrower. Here's the thing, they're affordable. Like on the cheap end of this. Which be careful, you get what you pay for, right? And so, like I would like if if something that's shooting flames, I'm going to carry in my purse or my pocket. I want to get a good one. You can get an economy version of this thing for thirteen bucks. A flamethrower that shoots twenty feet flames for thirteen bucks. That's a bad plan. How, How big is this? It's like. Because, like, where's all the fluid? If you're shooting a
1: 20-foot flame, you're only shooting that bloomp and then it's done because, like, there's going to have to be a significant
0: amount of fluid. It looks to me like what it actually is is that the canister you screw into it that will have the fluid is essentially the handle. That it's just like okay. the small, like it's okay. just like the lighter portion, and then you buy the can, screw it on, and that's essentially the handle. And I guess at the end of the day, whether
1: it's, you know, a can of mace, a gun, or a flamethrower, you know, if you're using it for self defense and using it responsibly. I mean, I, I, you know, but shooting a flame at somebody that's going to there's obviously a lot of um, uh, potential for like collateral damage and like other. P- but I mean, so is there if you shoot someone or, or if there's mace right. involved, you could hit
0: somebody else. So the most expensive one of these is around 40 bucks. Now, some do have smaller flames. Others can reach 3,300 degrees and extend nearly 20 feet this seems very, and you're making great points about guns and tasers and like all this other stuff that we that we are willing to arm people with. But I don't know, a twenty foot flame, it just seems like, it just seems pretty excessive.
1: Yeah, but if you're getting sexually assaulted, if somebody's you know trying to trying to hunt you down and rape you, like I mean, a bullet goes a hell hell a lot further than twenty feet, right? So uh, yeah, it's
0: not that crazy. It just, I I just, again, I think sometimes what stops people from firing a weapon, firing a gun, is the jail term that you'll get for firing it. And so, like, I wonder now, are you just going to have people just burning the hell out of each other just to do it? Because And again, because it's not life-threatening. Now, they say, honestly, a guy's been blinded by somebody using this already. Oh,
1: of course, dude. And I totally could be life-threatening. Dude, you blast somebody in the face with a 20-foot flame? In a throat? Yeah, yeah. dude. You could definitely get yourself into some serious physical harm there. Um... But I mean, is this regardless of the size of this? I mean,
0: like, should flamethrowers at all be? Uh,
1: I'm not like,
0: I'm not wild about it, and I know I'm pro gun, so it seems like yeah. very weird place to like you know to to make the line. I I get it, and I don't know why I feel the way I do, but I do. I just feel like twenty foot flamethrowers for the average citizen is not a good look. That just does not. Plus, dude, that's combustible, right? Like, what if like what if they're all taking public transportation and the bus flips and you got like 60 women on the bus with those things? What happens then? Like, I don't know. I just this makes me very nervous. Now, I'm never going to just grab a woman's ass in public. Well, because I'm not an idiot. So, like, I shouldn't have to worry about this. But when these things hit the states, man, dude, wait till Florida gets their hands on portable <laughs> flamethrowers. That's what you want? The Florida flamethrower? I don't want that at all. I've been accused multiple times of being a bad son. And we have actually found a story about what might be the world's best son. We'll give you that story next on Rock
2: 106.9. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pigs. The Stansberry Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
2: On Rock 106.9, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We have Incubus tickets for you at 930. We'll pass those out. And also at 930. I believe that Facebook is officially jumping the shark. They're considering doing something that I think is going to drive a bunch of their end users away from the product. And I think a lot of you are going to end up leaving Facebook over what their next update may be. And, honestly, I'm a little excited about it. I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Over Facebook? Done with it? I'm just... No, obviously not. Well, yeah. You no, know, I, mean, I mean,
0: it's just, you know, it's it's a great way, for, you know, to communicate with the people who listen to the program, get your message out, and all that whole thing. But, yeah, I do believe social media has made us worse as a society. Yeah! Um, Has it helped us in ways? Of course it has. I know when kids go missing now, social media helps us bring them home faster than ever. Of course that's great, and I wouldn't want to see that go away. But there have been a lot of negative social media has put into the world, and I think, honestly, a bunch of you are just going to be like, oh, well, if that's what Facebook's doing, I'm out, and I'll give that to you at 9.30.
1: I just think specifically with Facebook, it has such a stranglehold on people right now. Well, it's what people call social media. Yeah, it just, I mean... It's it, kind of how, like, the iPod became all MP3 players. W- we can we can, we can, can look at a million others that'll fall by the wayside. I just don't know if Facebook's dominance of the marketplace at this point you know what? is going, may- if, 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 if it's going to keep them no matter what.
0: You may be right, because maybe what they did was do a study and said, look, how much withdrawal will we see and maybe they've figured out that it's a small enough portion that they don't care maybe that's what it is i don't know but we'll uh, we'll break down that info at 9 30 i think it spells problems for facebook personally I've been accused of being a bad son because I'm willing to like air my family's dirty laundry out yeah. over the radio, and I, you know I mean I've been very public about some of the problems that I've had with my mom. Yeah, and I don't think it makes me a bad son. I just think it makes me an honest person. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, our families get come into weird
1: situations. You know, they don't decide to put us on the radio. They don't decide like okay, you get to say that. But
0: I understand where you're coming from with that. So like you know, occasionally people are like I can't believe you said that about your mom, and. I think I have a story here about, well, what other people are calling the world's best son, but I think it's creepy, and that's just me. But his mom fell ill, this, uh, this man in China, and apparently his sister has been dead for over 20 years, and so when his sister died, he started dressing like his sister so his mother wouldn't miss her. He's in his 50s, and he tends to her, feeds her, all while wearing a flowery blue and white dress. He says he's been dressing like this Fantone, for the last two decades, ever since his sister died. And after her death, his mother began to break down mentally. So he wanted her to feel better, and the way he chose to do that is, I started dressing as a woman, making her think that her daughter had returned to her. Which, couldn't I make the argument that that's mean? And you're playing a trick on your mentally ill mother?
1: Um, but what's the what's the harm, I guess? Well like, the harm
0: is where'd my son go?
1: Well, I I, I yeah. I mean, and if she <laughs> right? if she's confused about that, if you're splitting time or I mean, I yes, I take your point there of like, well, you shouldn't lie to anyone, but like I I understand See, why in a
0: situation like this, lying it's like what you know I think this is all about him and not about his mom. And I think this guy's getting credit for the wrong thing here. Because he says, after seeing how happy my mom was, I could not go back to dressing like a man. Says now he owns no women's clothing. So for 20 years, he's gone everywhere dressed
1: like his sister. Okay. Yeah. Well then.
0: Like, if you're only doing it to go see your mother and make your mom feel better, I would never do that for my mom. That may sound awful to a lot of you, but I'm not dressing like a woman to make my mother happy. But I could maybe get it. If it was just like, okay, I got to go see my mom in the funeral, you know, and the, the old folks home or whatever it is, let me get dressed like my sister and I'll go. But like, if you're going to work like that now, yeah, you're going to the grocery that, store like that you. now, this is about you, not about your relationship with your mother. You wanted to dress like a woman and you're using this so people won't yell at you for it.
1: Now, as you go deep into dimension and people kind of lose their minds and, you know, get older and, and, and crazier, however you want to call it, um, Things from their past can definitely give them comfort, music from their past, foods from their past, even like familiar looking things. Like, you know, if you grew up like in the, the lamp she had well, at exactly, the house. Exactly. Right. Exactly. If you grew up in the nineteen forties and you just want that style of like furniture, I can understand like, all right, well then, you know, I'm not gonna get mom an iPod, I'm going to get her a, a, rec- a right, a record player sure. and like stuff like that. I, I I totally understand that. And like my girlfriend's grandma, um, you know, dealing with some some issues and there's times she's convinced that my girlfriend is her aunt like you know what I mean like what like okay I she's, see what you're she's, saying. Not, she's yeah. not her granddaughter she's one of my girlfriend's aunts okay and so my my girlfriend just kind mm-hmm. of like I'm not going to like correct her every time and like make her feel like confused I just roll with it because it's like okay like what else am I what do you do in that situation what what do you do in that situation right or wrong right you you can't it's not like teaching a child where you can be like no you're doing this wrong like this is an adult this is somebody who's going to forget
0: next week anyway right
1: and and we're going to forget 10 minutes from from now so it's just like uh, you're right when it comes to the you're out there in your life living as a woman well that's a different issue we're talking about but I I can understand how somebody would get to that point of, like, if all she does is ask for her daughter, ask for her daughter, ask for her daughter. Well, if she doesn't care about me, then what, how can I bring her comfort? Maybe I got to put on a dress.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I understand the idea behind it, but I worry that this is more about you. You've always wanted to do this, and you're using this as the reason to do it. And now, of course, like people are sharing this story all over the world, talking about what a great son he is. And in reality, I think it's selfish. I think you're using your mother's illness to do something you've always wanted to do and now I'm supposed to think you're the world's best person for it and I just no. I, th- I think you're being absolutely 100% selfish in my personal opinion. I just really do. There was a story going around about OJ who might be a free man today. Yeah. And there was a story going around and it turns out it's not necessarily 100% true, but I want to examine it anyway. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberg. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit Sandsbury Show. Chilling in the
1: studes with my dudes.
2: On Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9, 9.30 will get you hooked up with Incubus tickets for their show on the 25th out of Blossom, also at 9.30. Facebook is doing something to their timelines that I think is going to make a lot of you leave Facebook. I think it's going to affect a lot of their end users, and I could be wrong, but I think that this may... This feels like a very much jump the shark moment by Facebook, and we'll give you uh, that story at nine thirty. However, now uh, the world's most famous killer—I would imagine he's the world's most famous killer, right? O.J. Simpson. Mm, uh, Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure. I I mean, not the worst killer of all time. I get that. Like there were people who obviously who did more crimes and more bodies and all that, but like he's up there. O.J. Pretty famous there, and. That trial really changed the way we handle big trials in this country. Like I, like, you go back and watch it. It's like the cameras in that quarter, I mean, that changed everything from that moment on.
1: Well, you know, OJ obviously had that eighties, nineties fame on him. That that like, true to the heart, you were super famous. You weren't right. Just, it's not like he was just another football player. I mean, a great football player. Yeah, a, he was pretty good. Highly celebrated athlete, but at the same Hall time, Hall of Famer. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, a movie star and just was one of those guys that was in commercials. The Hertz commercial, right, right? That was just all over the place. And back in 1988, like, that was a big deal. It wasn't, like, famous nowadays where it's like, oh, yeah, some dude who has 20 million YouTube followers. Yeah, everybody's famous he's now. He's famous, right?
0: right. Back, in the, back then, you had to, like, really be famous. And his parole's coming up. Like, today, I believe, is when he goes in front of the parole board. Yep. And Vegas, I know, was taking bets on it. Like, whether or not he would be released, you could bet on it in Vegas. And I wish I would have bet on that, to be honest. There was a story circulating yesterday that it was going to negatively affect his parole hearing today that he had been caught masturbating in his cell. And apparently there was a donut in there, too. And uh, apparently you're not allowed to have a (laughs) donut in your your cell, in Lovelock, which is where he is. Okay. In Nevada, which is a tough, tough prison, um, I'm not going to give you the story, but I have been in Lovelock to visit someone. It's uh, that's a tough, tough
1: prison. I'm sure a tough prison. Um, I'm sure OJ still got a little special treatment. There. I would think so. He's a rich yeah. famous dude. They're always I doing would think than so. Us.
0: It's probably why he's still alive. I would imagine is like you know a lot of inmates would want to be the person who took OJ out. I you know I could see that happening, but now TMZ is reporting that he was not. Masturbating in his cell now, and that that had been like made up and falsified. Now, I we looked into this, and Lovelock, I guess, does not necessarily have a rule against inmates masturbating. I I,
1: I, I, you're in prison for an extended amount of time. I mean, it's not like this. Yeah, is it's an not o- supposed to be fun. It's not like this is an overnighter. Yeah, but you're still going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's what are you going to put? You're going to you're going to put a guy in a cell for the next 33 years, and he's not going to masturbate. You know, it's inevitable. So I, I almost feel like having a rule against it almost would be a moot point. You know what I mean? Like, what is there? Well, how are you going to stop it? Right, and, 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 and that's what it boils down to. I don't think it's like... I don't think there's a uniform, like, law across the country, but I read something where it said, in certain prisons, it is against the rules, but rarely enforced. It's one of those things like a speeding ticket where a cop's like... A correction officer is like, dude, I don't have the time. I just I don't, don't want to deal right, with it. I don't have the time to take care of this. I don't have the time to go fill out all the paperwork of why I had to
0: transfer this. This, you know, if you're not hurting another inmate, if you're not throwing semen at the wall or anything, when I try to open the door to give you your food, then what do I really care? Right. Probably is the mentality.
1: But I'm sure. On the same time, if you've been a problem inmate and they catch you masturbating, uh, they're going to use it, using it to throw the book at you or a very easy like, dude, I caught that guy J and O in the in the in the locker room or in the you know, in the shower area there, and that would be more than easy enough.
0: I, dude, I got to tell you, you've obviously never been to jail. That's the last place you want to well, try I doing mean, that. No,
1: I'm sure there's some people, I'm sure. A couple dudes other in jail? dudes want to join in. I'm you got all kinds of problems. Sh- That's probably what they're looking for there. So I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things that, you know, jail by jail and, and officer by officer is going to, you know, dictate whether it is you're, you are or are not allowed to masturbate in the, in the cell there.
0: I wanted that story to be true. Like I just write like I just wanted that story to be true. But you know TMZ, who I trust more than honestly MSNBC, CNN or anybody else. Honestly, I trust TMZ to tell me the truth more, which by the way, how crazy is that? Like I'm old enough to remember when TMZ started. And it was like a joke. <laughs> and now like all of a sudden it's like, "Well, did they say it yet? Cuz if they didn't say it, I don't know if I believe it." Like that's crazy. But I wanted this to be true. Because, but it just but
1: you didn't want the juice to get out, or you just thought a message. I just thought it'd story. be awesome.
0: You're right. I mean it just it'd just be an awesome story about that guy, but I guess we have the story anyway, so what do I care if it happened or not? Now do I I think he's gonna get out. I do. I think he's going to get out. You got to remember, he's not in there for killing Nicole no. and Ron Goldman. That's not what he's in there for. He's in there for honestly taking back his own property. Now we did it by gun. Yeah. That part's not great. <laughs> I was say. That part's not great. But didn't we hear he wasn't necessarily holding the gun? He would just happened to be. There. I, I don't remember the, like the details of that. But I, I think he gets out. I think 2017 is the year OJ gets out.
1: I mean, he got sentenced to 33 years, and I think that was in 2008. And that was kidnapping, armed robbery, and 10 other violent charges. So like, I don't know, dude. I mean, that's it's, it's quite a laundry list there.
0: There was a feeling when that happened that that judge threw the book at him because they had felt that he had gotten away with murder. There was a feeling that that's why that happened. That what he had did, that, that if an average citizen would have done what he had done, we wouldn't have got 33 years. They There was a feeling that they stacked that on because he had gotten away with murder. And I don't... Do, do I know whether or not that happened? Obviously not. No. Yeah. But could I see it happening? Of course. Yes. And if I was a female judge, would I want to see that happen? And that's who sentenced him. Would I want to see that happen? Yes. I would. I mean, he got away with killing his wife.
1: I don't... I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think O.J. did get away with killing his wife. Oh, for sure. I he totally killed those two people. He's guilty of it. I just don't like the idea of... Going to trial and having something tagged on because you got away with something. I don't like that either. Uh, yeah, I, I, I but, it's murder, and it's like, dude, well, this should be worth it. It's fine. Who cares? Throw the book at him. But, like, we I mean.
0: We know this stuff happens.
1: Found guilty of kidnapping, armed robbery, and 10 other violent charges. So, like, I don't know. If that's not appropriate for 33 years in jail, like, what is, dude? You kidnap somebody, you rob them at gunpoint? Like, you should go to jail for 33 years at that point.
0: Yeah, see, I think the kidnapping thing gets weird, right? Because they just went into the the Vegas hotel room and wouldn't let anybody leave until they got the merchandise. Wow. I mean, yes, I understand that under the legality, under the, like the legal definition of kidnapping, I'm sure it's in the ballpark of it.
1: Yeah, you're holding somebody against their will via gunpoint, like.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I I think this is one of those things where OJ went to the hotel to get his stuff back, and things went out of things went sideways. He took muscle with him, they did what muscle does, and it went sideways and all of a sudden now OJ was involved in something he shouldn't have been. I, I just I think there was a little bit of wrong place, wrong time, that whole thing. Now he went. Right? So he should be in jail. Right. With with hired help with hired armed help <laughs> I to know. go rob somebody. To go get his own property back. That was stolen from him.
1: I I, I don't know where else that's going to apply Where it's like, yeah, dude, you can posse up You can get your boys, you can load up with guns Well, a celebrity That's where it happens If if that happened between drug dealers in Canton Nobody would be like, oh, I don't know Dude, it was his own property They stole the meth from him You show
0: me one of these drug dealers in Canton Jumping over things at the airport to get their Hertz (laughs) rental car And I'll let him off the goddamn hook I think they let him out I guess apparently he was telling his friends the other day He feels so confident He told friends, we'll be playing golf soon And he says he's going back to Brentwood and he says, oh, yeah, I'm going right back does, uh, does the juice Even though he lives in Florida I guess his house is in Florida Does OJ
1: make a trip for the Hall of Fame festivities? If he gets out If they say yes, yo, If they're like, yo, dude, you're out OJ, go do what you want with your life Dude, bring him to Canton, Ohio Bring him on, dude Put him in the parade He'll be the grand marshal
0: Who cares if he murdered his wife Yeah I Because Dude he went to her funeral Like The guy has convinced himself He's innocent And He's convinced a lot of people He's innocent Yeah well He's convinced morons He's innocent I think most logical people just know OJ did it. I, I really do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I 100% believe
1: that OJ Simpson guilty of- There was
0: so much evidence. I mean, it was just evidence on top of evidence on top of evidence.
1: It just shows you how good Johnny Cochran really was. Just the hallowed halls of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. OJ walking around looking at his bust.
0: I, think I he, like it. I do. I, I If he gets out, I think he'll absolutely be here for that. Jeez. Jeez. How awesome would that be? Remember when the OJ bus got
1: stolen in the 90s? I didn't remember that. 95, dude. Someone stole it from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, picked that son of a bitch up, and walked out with it. I know we
0: were talking about it. I did not know about that until I moved down here.
1: Hilarious. I mean, didn't
0: they get all the way down 77 with it? Driving up towards Cleveland,
1: I think, and they just threw it out the window. So some, like, cleanup crew of convicts wearing those orange jumpsuits were out there cleaning it up and found the bus of OJ Simpson, dude.
0: AJ, (laughs) uh, dude. OJ rushed for more yardage in a season than that bust made it down 77. Oh, That's what's funny hilarious. about that. I think he gets out. You think he gets out? You don't think he gets out?
1: I don't think he gets out. I hope he doesn't get out. I know I know. I just said, well, you shouldn't tack on you know, punishment, but I don't know. You got away with murdering your wife. I feel like you
0: should be in jail. I, I don't disagree with your sentiment there, but I'm telling you, 2017 feels like the year OJ gets out of prison, Jeez. right? It just feels that Jeez. way. Uh, a listener sent in a uh, a message here, and I want him to clarify so I can address it. He says, "I'm okay." Speaks for wrongfully convicted, but not for wrongfully innocent. I don't. I don't. Ben, I'm going to need you to clarify, buddy. I, I want to address your point, but I don't know what it is. You mean? So uh, uh, it's going to make that difficult for me. But I personally think OJ gets out. I may have to bet some money. I may have to call my brother out there in Vegas and lay lay some bets down. Somebody's done some research into drive through windows. Who's the fastest? Who's the slowest? Who's the most accurate? Who's the least accurate? We have the rundown of all the fast food drive through windows. We'll give it to you next on Rock 106.9.
2: Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
0: Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wacom Auto family. It was about three, four months ago. I bought my new car from Wakeham, and I absolutely love my purchase and it's because they found me exactly what I was looking for. And right now, Wacom Mitsubishi is offering you amazing deals. They have the Outlander and the Outlander Sport and both those SUVs have optional all-wheel control and that means they're great when you have to travel in the ice and snow. I don't even want to think about that yet. We're still in the warm weather of summer, thank God. But when you need it, the Mitsubishi Outlander and Outlander Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9 online, WRQK.com. Loaded down with Incubus tickets, you'll get your next pair at 9.30. Also, I believe Facebook is getting ready to implement something that's going to make a lot of you want to run the other way. And it might be a good thing. So we'll find that at 9.30. We started the program out talking about the new furniture that the office bought. And now apparently one of the other morning shows in the buildings like Facebook living it and like Let's go on a maiden voyage and sit on it for the first time. That'll be nutty. Somebody give me my first cup of coffee. And sure enough, fat ass Keith Kennedy fell off one of the stools that you said people shouldn't be sitting on.
1: I was gonna say, dude, I mean they're low to the ground. They have like a bounce to them, and they're not very big. The top That's how I like my hose. Low to the ground with a bounce. <laughs> the top is wider than the bottom, so you don't have much of a base on it there. And that's uh, not how I like my hose. I don't like <laughs> that at all. Dude, and yeah, your boy Keith Kennedy just wiped out. Took a on a spill, facebook huh? live yeah Took Which, a spill. i can't say i'm surprised at all it's an athletic chair it really is well if you like, look at
0: the furniture that's probably the the least <laughs> of your worries of the stuff that's been spilled all over it like they dude they went and got like porno furniture i uh, i tweeted it out at sansbury show that's my instagram account too it's also on facebook.com slash sansbury show i posted the photos of the furniture it's honestly for the lack of a better term it's god-awful it's pretty bad.
1: I it's like It's pretty
3: bad. I like
0: how
1: somebody said to you, Stansbury, it's worse than you described yeah, it.
0: Like, yeah, this guy Josh was like, Bro, that's way
1: worse than you were telling us. It, it, it's like an S-shaped couch which you can move around and a bunch of like little stools, and there's one like super uncomfortable. Red there. chair, white table.
0: Right. Like, oh dude, yeah. look how look how edgy yeah. we are. I, I, I it looks know. like you dropped your kid off at college. And right. let them decide. Like, yeah. hey, okay, all this right. is like your first like living on your own experiment. You buy this, and it's yeah, it looks like dorm room furniture. You ruined your credit score for it. You're yeah. like,
1: oh yeah, dude, they gave me this credit card. I'll just go ahead and buy new furniture. It's terrible. It like, really is. But dude, we got a mini fridge. It's it, they, it's awful. They say, and I was <laughs> this look, is what it is. It's awful. I was looking at the blueprint from the interior designer earlier. Oh, God. They called it the collaboration zone. I just don't I just don't know what's <laughs> going, what are we what are, what? Who
0: are we collaborating with? <laughs> what? This <laughs> The imaging on this radio station has been the same for three years. We're not collaborating with anybody. Nothing's being.
1: Oh, my God. Guys, come sit on the S couch. We're going to be creative now. And that's what it is. It's one of those things that's like, well, this is going to foster a creative. No, it's
0: not. Dude, the rest of the world already <laughs> went through the open office design and they already went back to cubicles because the studies came out. It doesn't work.
1: We're going to sit on the S couch and brainstorm. Let's all have a oh. brainstorm meeting.
0: a <laughs> hey, place. I hate
1: it. It's all right. Oh. We're going on a Vacation next week. We're yeah, fine.
0: It'll be I, fine. Might be longer than a week. <laughs> might be longer than a week. It's just that I'm jealous. They have nicer furniture than I have in my house. Yeah, is, <laughs>
1: which is, is Stan's right. Just has a blow up Budweiser couch just sitting there. <laughs> just blew it up himself from like Super Bowl 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Spuds McKenzie on it.
0: Yeah, it does. Can't even see him. Washed out. Very little Spuds left to be seen. All right. Somebody ran down some information on drive through windows in this country. It's uh-huh. some of the most popular places to eat in America. Is that somebody, Dan Stansberry? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit upset about the fact that I wasn't asked to do a little field research on this. Because your boy likes the windows. I'm a, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan. Right, and so they wanted to know who was the fastest, who was the slowest, who was the most accurate, least accurate, um, you know, most friendly, least friendly, those types of things right. surrounding the, uh, you know, the drive-through windows. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear that I'm that I found this at Simplemost.com. Okay. I have done no absolutely no know, no research myself on this. I have no idea how accurate this is, and I'm making this disclaimer because a lot of these places you're about to hear me mention advertise with iHeartMedia, okay. and I don't want to jeopardize any of those relationships. Okay, okay. So I just I found this from a web blog and you know you take it for you know what you read on the internet okay so i think one of the things we would want to know is who's the fastest and who's like the you know the slowest speed is obviously a big part of the window yeah the slowest drive through window and i wouldn't have even thought about this being a drive through window and the reason why it's so slow i'll spoil it for you is because of the type of ordering you do there and how long it takes to make slowest is starbucks I wouldn't even think about Starbucks as being a drive. And now I know they have them, but it's not one of the first things that comes to my mind when I think drive through. Yeah, not, not what I expect, but I'm a little bit surprised there of like. Oh, I don't know. Do those macchiatos and all that stuff. And people normally get stuff for the entire office. And it's like, yeah, it, it, you start ordering three, four, five, six drinks from Starbucks. It can take a while. The, the average wait time is 299 seconds.
1: Jeez. It's a, um a I mean, still, if we're it's, really talking that's about quick, it, right? If we're really talking about like, hey, you get five drinks, sp- five specially made drinks. And, and if you get it in 300 seconds, I mean, this is definitely going to be like, oh, Americans were the worst. We can't even wait. Like, but it's like that Simpsons thing where they got the microwave and he was like 30 seconds. I want it now. Yeah, you're right. If you do have multiple orders, that is going to gunk up the system there. For
0: sure. The fastest drive through Wendy's. They say the average wait time in a Wendy's window is 181 seconds. So you're talking about 100 seconds shorter than the slowest window.
1: All right. So you see what I'm saying? It's not that big of a variance From three minutes to five minutes, essentially, is what yeah. we're talking about there. Not that big of a deal. But at the same time, you say that. But if you were if you were stuck in a drive-thru for an extra 120 seconds, dude, for an extra two minutes, and, like, dude, what is that, half of a song? You're going to sit there like, what the? What, what? Would you order everything up there? That's exactly what would happen.
0: All right, <laughs> yeah.
1: We would, dude. I'm
0: I mean, not a horn beeper in line. Like, I'm not gonna press the horn. But I fantasize about killing you and your family. Do
1: you hang your Do you ha- do you hang your head out the window trying to see what's taking so long? Come on, like what's I could the hold up, up there. Like I could peer into that Wendy's and know why the junior bacon cheese is taking why. so long. I know why.
0: I know why. Because the fry cook's <laughs> getting stoned. That's exactly why somebody got to go into the back. I've seen waiting. I know what happens. They, uh, they looked at the most accurate and least accurate drive through windows. Very important as well. I would, I would agree. This is the thing everybody bitches about with you know, quick service. This is why they don't deserve a living wage.
1: <laughs> this is it. Like, this is the reason why if you are a food employee, you do not deserve a living wage.
0: Let me clear that up for you. <laughs> that was obviously a piece of sarcasm by Fantone pointing out people make that argument, and he's right about it. But I didn't want anybody walking away thinking that idiot <laughs> thinks that you shouldn't make money. The The most accurate drive through window there is, is Carl's Jr. Apparently, Carl's Jr. will get your order right 96.7% of the time. That's a pretty good rate. I would imagine that's pretty good. I don't know what industry standard is. They don't tell me that here. I can tell you second place most accurate is your least favorite place, Phantom, Chick-fil-A came in with ninety-four point five percent of the time accuracy. When you've only got four things on the menu, it should be harder to mess it up. Man, dude, you I just I dude, the CEO of of Chick-fil-A uh, and you gotta like battle it out. Beefing, bro. Beefing. Dude, maybe bang him on the new furniture. <laughs> That's just the
1: way I want to. <laughs>
0: I'll Facebook Live that. I dude, think I Chick-fil-A, think we get
1: the most anti-gay. Like, oh no, nope, no gay dudes here. Like, I'm just gonna go bang out all the issues with this dude. Come yeah, on, I
0: think on. I think that'd be the way to go. The least accurate uh, quick service window, Panera Bread. They say apparently Panera only gets your order right 82 percent of the time. I don't know if I've ever gone through a Panera with. The I don't know if I've even seen. I don't really mess with Panera a whole lot. Like, um, no. it's good. I find it to be. A little little spendy sometimes. Oh,
1: definitely. It's pricey for the money.
0: You know, for what you're looking for. Um, and I normally go to Panera the way every other guy goes to Panera. When he finds a new girlfriend and it's her favorite place to go. Like it, Chipotle.
1: It's definitely one of my go-tos with my girlfriend just because I know she'll accept that. Like when it's right. like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And I'm like, all right, Panera it is. Like, And yeah. she'll usually I, just be like, I could okay.
0: See that. So. I can absolutely see that. Now, being polite. It was one of the things that they wanted to look at for quick service windows. The most polite quick service restaurant, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A employees were more likely to say please 62% of the time and thank you 96% of the time. They also smiled more often at 91% than any other drive through restaurant. I believe it. You know, I mean, it's kind of that company. Yeah. It's kind of what they are. We're we're better than you, God fearing people. There's there's a little bit of that in there, yeah. so I can understand them driving home the you respect our customers aspect. I could see
1: that the culture of any company is you know going to differ, but Chick Fil A definitely that place. They will. Um bring your food out to you at the table. If you have like kids, you know what I'm saying? You order at the line and you know, well, we're going to have your food out in a second. And instead of saying number 17, number 17, like the 17 year old will grab that tray and bring it to you. So like, I I can see that.
0: The least polite restaurant came in at a three way tie and it's all the big dogs, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's all tied least polite. The hottest three. They say employees at McDonald's and Burger King were in the bottom third in all categories of politeness, saying please and thank you, making eye contact, and having a pleasant demeanor. Even though Wendy's has the fastest drive-through service, their employees were deemed polite just five and a half percent of the time. Wow, five percent of the time they were listed as being polite, meaning ninety-five percent of the time you weren't.
3: Well,
1: Jesus! If you weren't necessarily being polite, does that mean you were being rude, or were you just being like, per, like not professional, but like curt? Like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm a wet quick, pl- right? And th- yeah, I guess it doesn't mean that they smacked you, right? It right. just means that they didn't say maybe please or thank you. Which I mean, please and thank you is general standard, like manners yes everyone should say that but I necessarily that's pretty low on my priority list of whether I care or not whether the, the
0: once the bags in my hand okay I don't care what you say don't care I'm not
1: even listening to you
0: uh, even I'm e- barely able to think at that point I'm like dude I gotta <laughs> I gotta rip it at this bag
1: <laughs> even even at the ordering you know at the at the box there where I'm talking to you I don't care like there's some places like I know the Taco Bell in uh, on Tusk like there's one dude who will go over the top he'll be like hey it's Tim here and I hope you're having a taco-licious <laughs> day on a Tuesday and I'm like dude just give me the number 4 with a dr pepper and
0: fire sauce and i don't need all that i don't need the like when i was in oregon the the um the drive-thrus were real, real big with the coffee shops yeah. they they and um they didn't have like go into the like the coffee shop you just they had drive-thru windows for m- most of them and there was a place that was started in the town i lived called dutch brothers dutch bros is what it's called and they bring tony robbins in to talk to their entire every time they do a hiring class, really? Tony Robbins is like friends with the CEO. Oh, of the I was company. gonna
1: say that has to be expensive, dude. No, they're like boys. Okay,
0: and uh, so Tony and I believe Tony's probably got a piece of Dutch Brothers now. Okay, and he'll come in and he does like the the new hire program, and they are honestly, Ugh. I stopped going to Dutch Bros because of how nice they were. The music was like cranked to three hundred, like a Chipotle. Everybody's wearing tie dye, and hi, good morning, welcome to Dutch Bros, and I was just like, oh my god, dial it down. And and I ended up going across the street and finding Human Bean, which actually opened here in Canton. Mm-hmm. That's an Oregon thing opened here in Canton. And I became the biggest Human Bean fan because they were nice, but they weren't that overly fake. I know you're 17 and hate your life. You know what I mean? But you're still trying to make me feel like I'm the most special person alive. Nice.
1: You're just trying to make that 850 an hour. Right. so You can buy a bag of weed without your mom knowing about it. Like, dude, <laughs> right. you just, you know, you just dude, if they're going to take my job when I can't get fired. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's
0: that whole thing, that whole fake nice thing. It just, it falls flat on me. And it, it, I don't know, it makes me very, very uncomfortable. But there it is. There's the rundown on the best and worst of the drive through windows. I am going to shoot holes in your get rich quick scheme. That will happen next on Rock
2: 106. 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you have not seen photos yet of our new office furniture, you can do so at my Twitter and my Instagram. It's at Show is how you find those. And uh, it's also at Facebook.com slash Show as well. And, dude, it's pretty bad. Honestly, it's it's like that new furniture made to look retro. And it's not real leather. Like, honestly, like it looks so bad that all that's missing is the framed Scarface poster. Like, that's all we're missing. And then all of a sudden it'll be a twenty-two year old's apartment. Put dude, frame a three eleven poster, put it in the back, and then Scarface on that wall. Call it a day. Blacklight lava lamp.
1: Ugh. Yeah, it's it's bad on multiple levels. It's but you're really right, bad. it's not real leather. It's that like fake Pleather Yeah, that it, it's terrible, um, and it's spread throughout the building, dude. I mean, you've got the uh, you've got the collaboration zone. <laughs> that is so funny to me. Up in the front office, there's... we're
0: not allowed to meet. <laughs> We're not allowed to collaborate.
1: In the sales bullpen, they got two couches for people that want to take naps during the workday or something. Nice. And uh, up, like up, in the, up in the front where you pick your prizes up and all that stuff, uh, you've got two lap dance couches up there. So I don't know if Linda's working. <laughs> and Linda to the main money,
0: stage. But yeah it's, yeah, it's throughout the building. Yeah, we got an 80-year-old stripper in here. <laughs> no other radio stations got that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the mic stand in the studio <laughs> sounds like that. Let's get them Scarface couches out there. I'm gonna be in so much trouble today. Yeah. You know what? I don't even care. No. <laughs> Which is dangerous, dude. I have. I, I've been in that mentally dangerous place of, yeah, screw it, crash and burn it. seen
1: uh, senior right is happening as we speak. I mean, with us For being sure. off next week, there's a little bit of me that's like, dude, yeah, keep pushing it, Stansberry. Let's, <laughs>
0: let's let's get thrown
1: out of here today. Right. Like, let's at least like it, no, you guys, you know what? You don't don't even come to work tomorrow. We'll just put it in best of, dude. That is keep so it. us. Keep that is it.
0: That is so us. That is exactly who we are.
1: No, because you know what? Our boss probably heard that right now, and he's like, you know what? No, I'll make him work tomorrow. Son
0: of a bitch. We'll be here on Sunday. <laughs> he won't even turn the power on. We'll just be doing a show for one another in the studio. You know what? Maybe our get rich plan can be buying lottery tickets. Okay. All right. And uh, here's why you shouldn't, apparently. If you play the lottery on the regular, apparently you're in some decent company. The average American spends $207 annually on tickets.
1: 207 Yeah. If you would have
0: said two two seven, like
1: oh well, you
0: know, but like 27 twenty seven yeah, two hundred and seven. Now that figure will like double on the East Coast states where jackpots for games like Mega Millions, Powerball, which we do have here in Ohio, um, you know, th- those pull more people in because of the three hundred million dollar jackpot in the line. All right,
1: right, because two, you know, four million dollars is just not enough for people out here. It's like ah, dude, once it gets over two fifty, I'm not playing. <laughs> right. Oh, okay.
0: Now the average person in Massachusetts spends $735 annually on lottery tickets.
1: That's so much money, dude. That's so much money. That's like a mortgage payment.
0: Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. All right? Now, the trouble with that is you're 300 more times likely, 300 times more likely to get struck by lightning in any given year than you would be to win the multi-million dollar jackpot in the Mega Millions or Powerball Contest no matter how frequently you play, they say here. So no matter how often you play, your odds are still hundred. You're you're still three hundred times more likely to get hit by lightning.
1: Well, people who think that like, well, if I buy more tickets, there's going to be better odds. You don't understand how
0: statistics work, like, right? It, it, the I, only way your odds get better is if you buy a ticket or don't. Like right. you got to be in the play. But you could buy one ticket or ten thousand tickets, and it really your chances aren't moving that it's, much.
1: It's not like it's not like oh, if I buy 10,000 t- 10, tickets, I'm ten thousand times more likely to win that. No, you're not, dude. It's just if I, that
0: were the Case millionaires would take, you know, right. $50,000 and throw it down on lottery tickets and, win all, and, week, and right. win all the money. They don't do that because it doesn't do that.
1: I'm shocked to know that the lottery system is designed for people to not walk away winners, dude. I never would have guessed that.
0: Now, I didn't know this, but the odds are better with scratchers, scratch off tickets. Those instant winning tickets um, ranging from one to $50, which yeah. $50 for a scratch off ticket seems crazy to me. Like, that just seems crazy to me. But um, they say. The lending site that looked into this, the return on investment with scratchers by buying a thousand dollars worth of tickets. The good news is the site won with sixty-eight out of the three hundred and fourteen tickets that they bought. All right, indicating that you have about a twenty-two percent chance of a positive return with lottery scratch offs. I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: You got to make it, you have to make it, you win enough that you keep going back. Because if you lose, 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 it's going to be like, oh my God, what am I putting this money for here? But if it's lose, lose, win, lose, 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 win, lose, lose, win, you feel like the next one's always coming up. I almost won. Yeah, yeah, dude, you know what? Oh, if I just bought three more tickets, I would have won that.
0: They say here the site that looked into this lost money in the end, recovering just nine hundred and seventy-four dollars of the thousand-dollar investment for a total return average of just minus two point six percent. I mean that's not crazy, I guess, if you're going to you know end up losing this money. I um I don't understand the scratch-off thing. Now I'll buy a Mega Millions ticket. You give me two hundred. I'm so this guy. You give me a hundred million-dollar jackpot. I want a ticket. But if uh, the scratch-offs, it just. We could win fifty thousand dollars. Not, not enough. It's not the money. I don't know why. Because this isn't true. It just feels more desperate. Like my buddy is. My buddy works at a golf course, right? right. And did you go to any good golf course and spend enough time there? You're going to find gamblers, right? Guys want to play cards. They want to bet games. They want to. Dude, you'll just find guys looking to bet money. Let's go play nine holes for fifty bucks. You just find gamblers. So it's just the way it goes. And he has a buddy. Who will come in three times a week with a stack of tickets? They'll spend five hundred dollars between three of them and sit there and scratch you off just tickets. Scratch. And I, and like, sometimes they'll be like, "Yo, man, scratch this off," and as if like I'm gonna be good luck or Lucky somebody else's good luck. This and it's just, I just look at the money that they spend on that stuff. I'm like, I could never do that.
1: Yeah, I have a hard time gambling with any capacity, whether it's table games or it's scratch off lottery or anything like that. I just feel like I'm literally burning money, Um, but I understand why people buy into it, why people buy that desperation of like, dude, I can work as hard as I want to for the next 20 years. Nobody's ever going to notice. Nothing's going to change. I'm still going to live in this crappy house with my ugly wife and my kids that I hate,
0: and this could be the ticket out. Well, the problem with it is, is that somebody does have to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, it gets into your brain. Well, somebody's going to win. Why not me? And it's true. Somebody does have to
1: win. I say the same thing about radio station contests. Everything you give away, we give it away. Somebody walks away with a winner, but there's a huge difference between the amount of people that are playing a radio station contest versus the amount of people who are playing the Mega Millions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, only
0: so many people want to go see Stone Sour.
1: Right. You have a chance there where it's like, dude, it's just an outside shot. And that's okay. If you can responsibly say that, like, dude, you know what? I've got the extra 200 bucks a year. And if, you know, this is how I find, you know, I get my kicks. If this is how I find some entertainment, that's okay. But dude, if you're, yeah, if you're I'm not of, knocking you, but yet. if you're one of those people who are just like chronically poor and not able to like have health insurance
0: and you're still putting that money down, okay, this is,
1: this is a good point.
0: All right. I obviously go to gas stations like anybody else in America. Right. right. And so I have to wait in line to buy things just like you do. And the amount of times I'll watch somebody buy a hundred dollars worth of scratch off tickets three packs of cigarettes, and then go get into a car that looks like it's going to break down tomorrow. Right. And it's like, bro, if you just stop smoking those cigarettes and stop playing the lottery for three months, you could buy a car. Trust me, Wakeem will get you they approved. Will. Will. Dude, Wacom can't wait to approve you. So like, you could have the things you want if you just chose better things to spend your money on. Now, again, I could just say that about me, too. Yeah, it's that
1: that long-term goal that people have a really hard time. It's like, no, this could be my easy out. And if it's not, I'll just chief a Paul Mall, and it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And everything's going to be fine. Uh, Dude,
0: lottery tickets and Paul Malls. (laughs) Apparently, dude, we're doing the show for my grandmother, who's been dead a decade and a half. That's awesome. Everybody in the country will say things like this. I just wish these athletes would be better role models. I just wish these athletes would do something that my kid can be proud of. Well, LeBron has, and we're going to give him credit for it next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pics. The Stansberry Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with Medus.
2: On Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station.
0: Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at wrqk.com. And can be heard, obviously, world-round via iHeartRadio. Which, apparently, iHeartRadio is working because it's buying new furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I, want to lay off of it, (laughs) even though it looks terrible. And, honestly, all that's missing is black lights and cigar face posters. Bongs on the table.
1: It's going to foster creativity. All right, dude. Just quit. Just give it a
0: chance here. bro. The two most creative people in this building are you and I, and we're never invited to the promotions meeting. No. So, like, what creativity? They have
1: those during our (laughs) show intentionally so So we can't can't be a part of it. Right.
0: (laughs) What kind of creativity is going to... Hey, dude, the two most creative guys in the building, don't get them anywhere near this. Got it. It's the collaboration zone. Boy, I need this vacation pretty bad, huh? Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah, you do. I, I need it. You know, I always say about taking time off of work that I don't really need a break from what I do. I need a break from when I do it. And I, and I do believe that that's true. Like, if I did afternoons, I would probably take a lot less time away from work, although they're kind of forcing me to take this one. And I um, just do waking up at four o'clock in the morning sucks. Like, no way, no matter how you slice it. I know a lot of you guys do it, too. Waking up before. It's just not natural. It's just, your body's not
1: supposed to do that. Um, when, we, uh, when we go on vacation next week, do you feel like you're going to be able to get into
0: a normal person's sleep cycle? I don't want to. Because if you take a week off of that schedule and then try to go back to it, it's even worse. Will I get a little looser with it? Like, Sunday night when I'm watching Game of Thrones, I, I won't go right to bed when it's over. Right. Like, I'll you know, I'll stay up 10, 30, whatever. But, um, dude, I'm planning on playing golf every day, Right. and that's an early sport. You know what I mean? So if I can get to the course at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and play all day... That 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 will help me, and going to bed earlier will do that. So I'm, I'm going to try to hold on to the, the schedule as much as possible. I'll probably try to pull weekends
1: where it's like eh, 6 o'clock probably when I wake up just to give myself some sort of like, well, yeah. dude, you don't have to wake up at 3:30. Right. Um, I'm a little concerned about you going out there and playing golf every day, buddy. That's a, uh, might That be, might be a recipe for disaster, dude. I know sometimes you, uh, you're uh you like, dude, you know what? I'm just going to go play all the golf I can. Then you end up injured, or you end up losing the swing like you have in the past, and I'm just concerned that if that's your only foot focus it's going to turn into Sandsbury gets into his own head and hates vacation hates vacation hates golf comes back even worse than than previously
0: I have not swung a golf club since Sunday that's a long time for me
1: I mean it's Thursday (laughs) like there's some people
0: out there like dude I haven't swung a golf
1: club all summer but okay
0: yeah no since Sunday that's a long time for me okay Uh, I'm actually I was supposed to play with my good buddy Travis Tomorrow, who is actually like um, the head superintendent at, at at one of the golf courses I like to play the most, and I have to cancel on him because I forgot I have that Lady Annabelm thing tomorrow, and there I completely do. forgot, so I like double scheduled myself. Uh, speaking of things I scheduled myself for tonight. This evening, from five to eight, you'll be able to find me at Nom Nom Popcorn. They asked me to come and be a, and I hate using this word, but it's uh it's what they they choose to use. Um, I'm the celebrity scooper. So celebrity scooper. So right apparently, there. Uh, I'll have the popcorn scoop in my hand. Okay, and I'll be bagging your popcorn for you at Nom Nom Popcorn. I'll be out there from five to eight this evening, 6798 Wales Avenue. And uh, they asked me what charity I would like to be, you know, um, next to. And some of the proceeds are going to be donated to this charity. And so I chose Fantone's charity, Project Rebuild. Well, I won't take all the credit for Project <laughs> Rebuild, but I will say thank you very much on behalf
1: of them. Um, Tell people what Project Rebuild does. Essentially, what it does is it works with Tell kids. me what Project Rebuild does. <laughs> I don't want to say kids either, because that's in a, or not original. Young adults. Young adults, right? Age 16 to 22. And it's working with students who have either dropped out of school or have found themselves on the wrong side of the law in the criminal system or um, are dealing with um, poverty issues at home. Or, so I could say at risk. At risk youth is a perfect way to describe them and what it, you
0: know what this is this is a 17 year old that got maybe in a little bit of trouble it's not necessarily felonary a felony territory but let's let's make let, let's help this kid before we see it go that way uh, some of them have spent hard time oh in, is that right
1: yeah, some of them have been oh. in like some of them have spent years in like there's one kid i is know that right who 19 that. at 19 was like dude i spent the last three years on the 62 hotel the, the Sark county <sighs> jail out there and he's like dude this is where i've been this is the life that i've lived and like i just don't know what to do now oh, terrible and this kind of gives them that opportunity of, like, not only are you learning job skills, like construction and stuff like that, um, you're also going to learn soft skills, which is kind of what I work on them with, is, like, how to, ha- how to have a conversation with somebody older Look than you. Look people in the
0: eye. Uh, how, to, how to sit to do up jo- straight.
1: How to do a job interview. How to, you know,
0: and even stuff like. It sounds so basic to you in your car, right? Right. But it's probably because you had a parent along the way who kind of showed you the way. This is how you shave. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And a lot of people don't.
1: I I, I always say that like you know, I had a family that was fantastic. Supported me 100% and still 16 to 22 was a turbulent time in my life. Oh it was, yeah. It was me too. honestly probably the, the... And we both had both our parents in our home. It Kind of, you know, some of... Some of Which is some rare. Some of the bigger mistakes I've made in my life were during that time frame. So it's just like, I can only imagine... Ah, some right now. <laughs> I can only imagine if you don't have a support system, if you don't have that how tough it is for you to do something so project rebuild kind of tries to come in and uh you know like i said teach them that's those a great organization skills, teach them those soft skills and it think, really is a good thank you very much for uh, supporting it
0: so i'll be at nom nom popcorn tonight from five to eight celebrity scooping up popcorn and giving it uh to you there Giving
1: it to you. Dude, they have good popcorn too. Like they the do. Dessert ones the Re- are
0: awesome. The Reaper. I have never had the dessert ones, but I had the Reaper, which is like the hottest popcorn on planet Earth. And it was like, I love hot food. So, one of my favorite things. And that stuff was really, really hot. I'm actually going to pick some of that up and have it for the house because it was delicious. There you go. So, a lot of people will look at athletes, and uh, I don't have a whole lot of time here, but I do want to give a little credit to LeBron James here. A lot right. of people will look at athletes and go, you know, you need to do more for your community. You need to do more for this. Or, well, you know, I need you to be a role model for my kid. And that's not always a fair place to put a celebrity. It's not. And honestly, a lot of celebrities, especially now in the social media era, are now forced into this social movement of be right, be good, help people, this and that. And a lot of people just aren't equipped for it.
1: Well, the thing I'll say about that is whether you want to be on the side of be right or be good or, or whatever side you choose to be on and represent, that's the price of fame, like, right? You are going to be a role model. I know the Charles Barkley thing. I'm not a role model. It was a great TV commercial, yeah, but, it's, but yeah, but you are. You Whether are.
0: you want to be or not, you kind of are. And um, I just think a lot of these athletes and celebrities, actors, whatever, aren't necessarily prepared and or equipped for it. And we're finding that out through some of like the falling down on Twitter and like this kind of stuff that you will see. But LeBron's been a, a, a you know really good at this. You know he's been honestly the kid's been famous since what 15 younger maybe and he's
1: on sports illustrated i think as a sophomore in high
0: school 16 so, years yeah. old i think they put him at lee jenkins put him on the cover of that and um i know it's pretty uh it, it's been impressive i um he i've always said i love what he does on the court i think he's fantastic but what he does off of it i think it, it, it really speaks to the man that he is and you know you're talking about a kid who got rich early 200 million dollars before the NBA paid him a paycheck, Nike gave him a hundred, Sprite gave him a hundred million. That is two hundred million dollars before he ever played an NBA game, and he's never shot up a strip club. He's not out there in trouble. There's no dog fighting. Like none of this stuff you see with athletes, where right. it's like, dude, like well, Ezekiel Elliott punching people in bars. Right. Now they suspended that investigation. I'll, I'll look more into that here as the show goes on. But like he has never been in any of this like athlete trouble that you see a lot of these people get into, and I think he deserves credit for that because not only is LeBron James a rich athlete, he's the most popular athlete or one of the most recognized. Dude, we're, like, would it be crazy for me to say that he and Tom Brady are probably the, the two biggest athletes in the world? Um, if we're talking about the world, I'm gonna have to probably say
1: LeBron passes Tom Brady just because globally, yes, globally. But I mean, in America, yeah, you can. Could, say all Tom right, Brady so can and, I say
0: in this country, Tom Brady and LeBron James are the two biggest like superstars in sport? Pretty fair. So you know, what I mean, that's that's it's essentially LeBron's in rare error is my point. Meaning the photo, the camera's always on him, the attention's always on him, no matter what he does, and. Yet he, his life has been able to stand up to that public scrutiny outside of what you think about him on the court and leaving teams and this and that. His personal life has been able to stand up to the public scrutiny of that life, and I can't believe that. There were actually floating TV show ideas about whether or not the average person, marriage, could sustain like celebrityism. And they were going to do that. They were going to like turn people into celebrities and then see like if your marriage would make it. No, that was going to be the reality show. Because, of course, the producers knew none of us could make it. And I'm doing all this buildup to give them a little credit because the first class of parents have earned their GED through the LeBron James Family Foundation. And we know, I forget what the dollar amount was, but he like dedicated, what, uh, tons of money to make sure kids in Akron got to go to college through mm-hmm. his program. But he's actually giving some of these parents a shot at a GED. And what a great thing. What a great thing. You know how hard it is to find work in this country if you don't have a high school diploma or at least the equivalent to a high school diploma? I mean, what a good thing this is. And, you know, I think he gets a lot of credit for LaBitch and or a lot of heat for LaBitch and LaQuitter and all this stuff. And he's going to leave next year. And so I already hate him. And let's burn jerseys. But the guy's really legitimately doing things to make where he came from and where a lot of you live that much better.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it it changes not only like your ability to get a job, but does a generational like. Like change right there—that you have a GED, therefore you can provide for your children, or at least you're in a better situation to provide for your children. Therefore, right. they'll grow up in a better, you know, environment. And that's how communities get better—is by improving families and by improving, you know, your your prospects in life. So, like, yeah, this isn't just like, well, dude, he well, he made a donation and 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 moved on with his life. I mean, this truly is changing the area, and and hats off to LeBron for
0: doing it. And why it's important is other dudes in the NBA, other guys in the NFL, other guys in Major League Baseball, they all want to be LeBron. They all want to be that popular. They all want to have that much power inside of their own sport. And what you may see happen here is the trickle-down effect. Well, wait, LeBron's doing that. Maybe I should be doing that. Look at how much attention he gets. Maybe I should be doing that. And if that's the kind of thing that snowballs, imagine how much better the world could be that would be a cool thing. So, got to give a little pat on the back to LeBron James there. I know he's going to leave and he's going to break all of our Cavs fans hearts, but deep down inside, he actually is a decent dude and somebody should tell him. And there it is. The Game of Thrones showrunners, producers, executive producers, head writers have released information on their new show that will be heading to HBO and it's already stirred up a bunch of controversy. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.69. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with Incubus tickets. That's happening at 9.30 this morning. And actually, coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll have Kate Quigley on the air with us. She's in town tonight, actually, at uh, the Oracle in support of Jim Florentine, who will be there, and Chad Zumak as well. It's an all-star lineup right there, Canton Zone. Kate Quigley. From what, I've, uh, from what I understand, tickets are still available at the Oracle box office. So we'll talk to Kate Quigley, who's originally from here. Yeah. Hall she of moved out to L.A., resident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. she's out on the West Coast now. She's uh, she's easy to look at, Kate Quigley is. She's uh, she's
1: an attractive young woman. Well, dude, you go out to L.A., what are you going to do? Just
0: be canting hot? No, you got to step your game up. Yeah, you probably will have to step yeah. your game up there. You would be hard-pressed to find a bigger fan of the Game of Thrones than me. I just am a huge fan of the show. And um, I came to it late, I will admit. It was... Um, Couple of girlfriends ago, I was dating this girl Sarah, who was into it. And she kind of got me into it. And then again, it was like another girlfriend I was out I was with for a little while was like a huge fan. Actually had a map of Westeros like in her apartment. Jeez. Like hung up. Had Jeez. like had a Westeros blanket Jeez. for the couch. I mean, she was like a Game of Thrones like enthusiast. Okay. And she like really got me into it then. Okay. And so like I became a huge fan. I'm all in. And I love it. Right, but it's coming to an end. We have the rest of this season, then they're talking season eight. There's going to be like six episodes. They're going to be two hours a piece, but it's pretty much going to be over.
1: Uh, two
0: hours a piece, so we're having six movies come out. And that's a little bit
1: much. And here's the thing: is no, it's not. No, it's not. They're making too much money on it, and they're not going.
0: It's like Star Wars, dude. You can't, you can't let you a, can't let it go. You can't let a cash cow like that die. It, it will be hard to do, and they're already talking prequels. Like they're not going to do anything after the series, but they're talking about like the lead up to it. And they're talking prequel for Game of Thrones. And there's like eight of them that are being like scripted right now. And remember when Star Wars did the same thing? Yeah,
1: we're going to come out with these three prequels and that's it. That's all we're going to do. And then 10 years later, it's like, oh,
0: you know what we're going to do? 80 more movies. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Disney buys them and then, yeah, dude, we're going to keep making movies. You're getting one in December, as a matter of fact, your next Star Wars project. But the executive producers of Game of Thrones, essentially in the business called the showrunners, for that program have announced the details of their next show coming to HBO that has nothing to do with Game of Thrones. And apparently HBO has greenlit a show called Confederate from the executive producers of Game of Thrones. And what it will do, Fantone, is that Confederate will chronicle the events leading to the third American Civil War. The series will take place in an alternate timeline where the southern states have successfully seceded from the Union, giving rise to a nation in which slavery remains legal and has evolved into a modern institution. Nice. Nice with the skinner. I like it. The story follows a broad swath of characters on both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. Freedom fighters, slave hunters, politicians, abolitionists, journalists, the executives of a slaveholding conglomerate, and just regular families there. I get that it's in an alternate timeline. This feels like a very tricky time to bring slavery back to like the forefront of American television. And we are an irresponsible society. And I think a lot of people are going to walk away from a fictional show thinking that this is the way it went down. And oh at,
1: yeah dude People think Game of Thrones is real People are like <laughs> oh yeah dude The dragons thousands and thousands we, of years ago <laughs> what?
0: You ask any good lawyer About what it's like to actually Try a murder case in this country In a real courtroom And they'll all tell you The jury looks at you like Well where's all the DNA evidence Where is all that And there's so much less of that stuff In an actual courtroom Than there is on a TV show But people were trained by TV Yeah I've watched Law and Order I know the rules and I'm worried about what kind of reaction this is going to get and what will happen out of this. And then the blogs from Slate and Guardian, what they'll talk about and what will be happening then. Um,
1: this reminds me of two things. There's a show on UG, or what is it? Oh, what's the name of that network? WGN. Um, and it was called... Uh, For those of you without cable. <laughs> uh, Underground. And it was a show about slaves... Not in modern times, but it was just a show about, you know uh, I've never seen slaves that. running away and things like that right. and the trials and tribulations of that. Um the other show it reminds me of is uh, Man in the High Castle, which is on Amazon Prime. Pretty good show too. And what that's all about is what if uh what if World War Two would have turned out differently and Nazis in Japan had won. Had won that. Right. So this alternate you know, this alternate uh, time frame isn't necessarily a new idea, and if you can do it with Nazis and be responsible about it, you could probably do it with slavery. But the problem is—that's a good argument—is—is—is
0: is, is, I forgot about that show.
1: There's been moments of question when it comes to that show. It's like, are you glamorizing Nazis? Well, remember the
0: ways you kind, kind of, of are. are. And I remember like they they had to change like the bus boards and the, like the subway boards right. for that show because they had the swastika in like the in in like the advertising, and it wasn't even like. And people were like, you can't do that. It wasn't like you can do a World War II movie
1: and have like, but it, I think the way they did it is it was just like propaganda. It was like propaganda, right. like on the subways. It wasn't, it didn't explain like, Hey, this is for man in the high castle. This was just like, Hey, here's a Nazi poster hanging up in the subway. So there's obviously going to be problems with that. <coughs> It'll also be interesting to see. And obviously it's fiction. So you can't necessarily, but people who are like, Oh pff, dude, Civil War wasn't even about slavery. It's not even what it was about. Well, I mean, people are going to take this and be like, well, yeah, look, see? It wasn't the only thing that war was about, but Mm
0: -hmm. it played a a role.
1: If you're going to ask me. I I wasn't the only thing.
0: That's historically accurate. It was not the only thing, but it was the focal point. It was a main point of that war. Of course it was. Yeah, people who deny that are just Crazy. It's like, you know, it's like the same thing. It's like people denying climate change. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I worry about this because what do you do here? Do you mix slavery? Do you make all different types of races slaves? Because no. guess what's going to happen then? Well, why wouldn't you? What's the purpose of the show then? It's an alternate reality though, Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be careful here, because if you do that, people are going to get pissed at you for doing it. But I could also see them doing it as, well, this is how we kind of handle this and not necessarily get ourselves weighted into into these tricky situations. I mean, these two guys have been accused of being misogynist and being sexist because of the way they write Game of Thrones. Meanwhile, all the women are in power now, but whatever. And uh, you just got to be patient and let shows develop, because, you know, for six years, so sexist, so sexist, so sexist. And now the women are in power. So, like, let things develop before you just start your blog, 19-year-old. Just let things develop. But this just feels like a very, like, the wrong time to be doing that. And I just worry people are going to walk away saying, I just worry this is going to create more riffs than it will help. And I I just, I want to see it because these guys make great television. They're very good. They're very insightful. They, They write fantastic dialogue. It's what Game of Thrones is. It's all dialogue. That's why I'm surprised it's as big as it is, because it's not 30 minutes of cars flipping over and lighting on fire like Hawaii Five O and all these other shows that like, dominate the ratings and all this stuff. I'm surprised that dialogue still captivates America the way it does with Game of Thrones. It makes me happy. It gives me a little hope. So, like, I want Confederate to be good. I really do want it to be good. I just worry that this is not the best possible time to be like, oh, yeah, and then this happened. And look, we're going to handle it this way. And we're going to like two white guys are going to change slavery. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That feels like a very tricky, tricky situation for the guys for the Game of Thrones to be getting into. Just my opinion. We'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show. Hang on.
2: Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. I just got confirmation tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., joining us on the program in studio will be Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp.
1: Oh, hell yeah!
0: There is a, uh, Canton Police are doing a, uh, a community cookout this weekend, so I have invited Lamar Sharp in tomorrow, 9 o'clock, to give us the rundown on that. Nice. And uh, there were a couple of um, serious issues facing our city over the last couple of weeks. Would like to get his opinion on that.
1: You know my mom loves Lamar Sharp, right? Everybody loves Lamar Sharp. She uh, she won't stop talking about him. So, I don't. S-
0: sorry, Dad. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't worry about that, but but I know your dad should. I know. I know that that ain't good. Guess who's coming to dinner, Mister Fanto? We're gonna we're gonna shoot that movie all over again. Guess who's coming? So we'll talk to Lamar Sharp tomorrow. Lamar, I know you're listening. Bring coffee, dude. Put you on the air like twenty five times. Bring me golf. Yeah, whatever, dude. We'll put anybody on the air. Just
2: bring up coffee. <laughs> I, uh,
0: you know what? I will probably have to ask him about this as well because I'm reading from the com right now that uh, apparently Papa Euros on Canton Avenue, uh, or sorry, Cleveland Avenue, um, Wednesday was uh, was robbed by a guy who claimed to have a weapon. Not a whole lot of info on this right now, but uh, apparently the culprit took a cash register and its contents. Does that mean he picked the whole damn thing up and walked out with it? I guess that's what that means, right? Quite possibly, right? Shortly before four thirty, this was Wednesday dude, four thirty in the afternoon? Broad daylight, you're just gonna rob Papa Euros? I mean,
1: it just sucks that like I mean Papa Euros obviously like one of the Canton establishments, one of those restaurants that you associate with the town. When and- I
0: got here. And I started asking people. I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to eat things that aren't like chains right away. I want to find like, you know, the Canton restaurants. That was one of the things people immediately were like, like, well, bro, well, you gotta have that, and they were right, it's damn good. So that's, uh, that's, that's a shame to see that
1: happen. Um, and it's summertime, so obviously there's going to be a spike in crime, and there's sure. going to be people who are who are making poor decisions in life. But it, you know, it just seems like this summer in particular, there's been a lot of examples of this. It seems like more. More this summer than I feel like any other year we've done this, where it's been like, "God, uh, can repository reports this crime, reports this crime, reports this shooting," and it's just like, "God, dude." Uh, we welcome gotta, to drugs and
0: unemployment. Uh, bro. We, we got to figure something out, I guess. Yeah, welcome there. to drugs and unemployment. That's kind of that's kind of what leads to that there, but yeah, uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll nab that guy and get that done. Kate Quigley right around the corner. She's waiting uh, patiently to be interviewed, but I do wanted to get into this. Forty percent of Americans claim that when they drink alcohol, beer. Is the choice Americans who drink alcohol continue to say that most often they choose beer over wine, coming in at thirty percent. Liquor itself at twenty six. Now I would imagine what part of the reason for this is. Is I understand there's flavored vodkas, but there's a million kinds of beer now. Yeah. And you know there's this kind of craft beer and there's this craft beer and more and more craft beer like breweries are popping up in your town versus. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. We, you know, the wineries are great. We have some great Gervasi's amazing, but like you just see more breweries than you do that. I think, and I think we're just a beer swigging nation. You know what I mean? Like that's kind yeah. of, the, that's kind of the drink here. So I'm not surprised to hear that at all for the past two decades, at least three in 10 drinkers have said they preferred wine peaking at 39% back in 2005. The 26% of drinkers who name liquor as their beverage of choice is the highest in Gallup's 25 year trend but similar to the 24% record back in 2004. So liquor just kind of staying stagnant, kind of staying where it is more than six in 10 Americans consume alcohol on a regular basis. The majority of American adults consume alcohol, at least occasionally with the current being 62% figure, nearly matching the 63% historical average and Gallup's trend dating back to all the way back to 1939. The percentage of Americans who drink has been fairly steady over nearly eight decades with a few exceptions. The drinking percentage Fantone, held near seventy percent in the late nineteen seventies and early eighties. The figure dipped below to sixty percent at several points between the thirties and the fifties, as well as select polls from eighty nine to ninety six. Meanwhile, thirty-eight percent of US adults totally abstain from alcohol. Wow. That number has remained below forty percent since nineteen ninety seven. Thirty eight percent of US adults don't drink alcohol at all. That's uh now I, I don't drink all the time, but I could never I could never abstain totally. Yeah, I guess
1: it's when was your last drink? How long ago was that? Because there's some people who just don't live that lifestyle, who just aren't in that point in their life anymore. I never saw my parents drink.
0: Now, sometimes, like I've told this story before, and I hope my mom doesn't listen to today's podcast because I'm going to ruin my brother's secret. But my, my mom had moved in with my brother and his wife years ago. And if you're going through that, you know, it's a hassle. <laughs> Like, nobody wants their mother living in there, right? So occasionally on, like, a Friday night when my mom's been too much to handle, like, my my brother will, like, get, like, that mudslide pre-mix from, like, TJ Friday or whatever it is, and he'll make her what she thinks is milkshake, and they'll load it down with booze, and they'll get her all hammered so she goes to bed early. Poor woman. And she just... Yeah, for the record, don't give women booze that they don't know they're getting. <laughs>
1: right, dude, like, <laughs> you know, I feel like hey, this could be an episode of SVU.
0: I feel like, yeah, I should probably make that disclaimer right there. Kate Quigley, local comedian made good, is right around the corner. She'll be in studio next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend pricks. The Stansberry Show. Chilling
1: in the studes with my dudes
2: on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you
0: got Sansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. Whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned or new car, Wacom
2: is the place you need to be. Ch- show on hey, to Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome
0: back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. we online at WRQK.com and can be streamed anywhere via iHeartRadio. Joining us in studio now, who will be in town this evening at the Oracle with Chad Zumach and Jim Florentine as well is local comedian made good kate quigley
3: (laughs) hey what's up hey
0: kate how are you thank you so much for coming in we appreciate it you are going to be at the oracle tonight with jim florentine and Chad Zumak, and you were originally from Canton, Ohio.
3: I am. I went to Jackson High School. Did you really? Yeah. I actually. It's funny. I walked there last night from my parents' house, which is a really long walk. It's like two miles from their house to the school. All right. Canton's changed since you moved.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know if I'm taking two mile walks by by myself there. I if know I were it's you. funny
3: because I went out to take like a walk. I was like, oh, it's nice out. And then after I I, I walked about halfway there, I realized there's no streetlights. Like yeah. I forgot there's no streetlights. So then I'm like. I hope nobody hits me, but then that would be like a great, story. that would be a great news story. Like local comedian comes Gets home mowed and over. dies.
0: <laughs> Pete from the Funny Stop just mowed her over. I uh, I found out some very information, uh, very interesting information about you. Okay. Now it was all just Wikipedia, so you already know this. About you. I didn't like unearth like high school stuff. But apparently you hosted the 2016 AVN Awards? I did. How did you land hosting the AVN <laughs> Awards?
3: It's such a random Put in a good word for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hilarious cuz for people that don't know the AVN Awards are like the porn Oscars and it's the only job I've ever had where every friend of mine offered to like help work they somehow for free. take it
0: so seriously. Um, I did Radio Row for the AVN's oh, once okay. and I was making jokes. Yeah. And, like, the actresses got really uptight. They're like, I, I'm holding an award. You
3: and- can't make jokes. There is a
0: couple... going down on a
3: t- Dude, there is a couple who... I love this girl. There's this girl named Annika Albright who co-hosted with me. She's a porn star. And yeah, she's I- married to a male porn star. And they won an award together one year and she said it was our first time like doing this sex act together not only as a couple but on camera and then we won an award for it and we came on stage and cried and our parents were there and they gave us a standing ovation i was like what world is this I, that is so
0: strange like when because like The standard stereotype of, of, of especially a female porn star, is didn't know her dad or molested by her dad. And so, like, I've interviewed a million of those girls. And so when you put them on the air and you find out, no, I was just at a picnic at my parents' house yesterday. It's like, A, don't ruin the porn fantasy (laughs) for me. (laughs) Uh,
3: You're like, no, you have to be damaged or it's no good. And B... What kind of family dynamic is that?
0: I My father was a minister, so it's very strange to me to think about somebody being accepting of porn.
3: The whole thing was super weird to me. And when they first, so when they first came to me, actually, I'm friends with Pauly Shore and Polly kind of was buddies with the guy that sort of produces of he was. it. Yeah, that's so, Pauly. Yeah. <laughs> so Polly was like, you should check out my buddy Kate. She'd be great. So they came to see me. They asked me to do it. I didn't even know what it was. I really didn't. Really? No, I don't get Showtime. That's like the running joke in my apartment. I used to have a roommate, and we both had things running on Showtime at the same time, and we couldn't afford Showtime <laughs> in our apartment. <laughs> so we, uh, but I'd never seen it, but then they asked me to do it, and I was like... I was nervous to do it because I hosted a show on the Playboy channel and I was afraid that that I would become this adult entertainment sex comic. comic. Exactly. Right. So I was like, I'll do it if I can do it in a way where I have no idea what's going on.
0: Did your parents have an issue with you hosting the AVNs?
3: No, but at this point, I think they're just, you know, they've kind of given up on You're hoping. You're cashing checks,
0: Kate. Thank God. <laughs> we don't have to send money. We're happy, right?
3: Yeah. Like, my my mom is, like, awkwardly supportive. Like, she even watched a couple episodes of my Playboy TV show, and she watched my monologue on the Avian Awards, but then she she doesn't really like it, but she does it. She wants to support. I want to be proud
0: of my kid, yeah. but there she is, hugging horse.
3: <laughs> yeah, so like, more or less. So, so, yeah. My mom was like, I told my quilting circle not to come to your show tonight. I was like, that's probably for the best. That's that's
0: fine. <laughs> your mom has a quilting circle, huh? Nice. That's very Canton, Ohio. <laughs> I know. We're talking to Kate Quigley, who's in town tonight at the Oracle. She's uh, in support of Jim Florentine. Chad Zumak will also be on that bill as well. You can pick up tickets at the Oracle box office. Uh, I'm just telling people that because when I asked Jim Florentine yesterday on the program, where Ooh. people Ooh. can get tickets, he literally <laughs> said, I don't know.
3: Yeah, yesterday the website was down. So, so many I guess, people trying to get them, maybe. Yeah, I think it kind of crashed when he was doing your guys' radio, which yeah, is a good nice. problem. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's a great problem to have. But there's, there's still some tickets left. Then you can definitely call the bar to make sure before you come over.
0: I want to uh, go backwards a little bit with you. When did you break it? Like, when did you start comedy?
3: I technically did my first set in 06, 2006, when I first moved to L.A. Oh,
0: so you did had never done any of that here. You went to L.A. and then started there? I'd never
3: done stand-up. I did improv. I went to college in Chicago, and I did okay. improv there, but I okay. never tried stand-up.
0: It's a great improv city.
3: Oh, the best. The best. The best. Yeah, second city. I would go there like every weekend and yeah. watch shows. But when I moved to L.A., honestly, I loved stand-up comedy. I was terrified to yeah. do it, but I was like, there's a billion just kind of cute girls in LA who are talented. Like, how are you going to be different? Right. So that was part of the reason I started. I was like, well, there's not a lot of girls that do stand up that aren't older. Like now there's lots of cute girls that do stand up. But sure. back, 10 years ago, there it really wasn't, wasn't that way. Yeah.
0: It really wasn't. Yeah. That way.
3: So that's why I started really. So let me ask you this.
0: Cause people have said this and I think it's crazy. I just think, and, and, and I'll tell you why I think it's crazy, but you hear this all the time. Women aren't funny. I know. And so much so that Bonnie (laughs) McFarland did that whole movie. Yes. We had her on to promote that movie. Yes. She did that whole movie, Women Aren't Funny. And I will say that on average, that I think I can name more funny men comics than I can female. Sure, of course. But to say that women aren't funny... Is of course ludicrous, right? You know what I mean. Like there are there are so many. I mean, just watch movies. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not all men in movies. Like there are plenty of funny women in movies. Is that hard to overcome? You
3: think? I mean, Bonnie's film like really did a great job of exposing like it. Of course, there's more funny men in the business because there's just more men in the business. Like comedy. Like if you look, if you look at any comedy show, typically it's like seven guys and one woman. So then, let's say that one woman just happens to not be great. great. Then you're like, man, the female comics suck. But maybe two of the guys suck too. But you don't. You only remember right. the not funny. Thi- you're guys. not harping on that. Yeah, right. exactly. But um, the thing is, like. Sometimes when I first started out, like, because I'm not, I'm not calling myself hot by any means, but I'm not an ugly girl. Stop it. So, no, well, I, so, I don't think of sorry. myself as a hot girl. You're back I, in Canton, Kate. What you're hot. I uh, don't, I
0: don't know what you look like in L. A., but in I, Canton, you're hot as hell. I'm
3: like a seven in L. A., but um, <laughs> it's like a fifteen year.
1: You're gonna <laughs> that's be fine. Sweet.
3: Thank you. But when I first started out, you know, you do get opportunities a little quicker because people are curious. They're like, "Okay, oh, she can't be funny because she's, she's too cute." Hmm. But then if you go up and you eat it. Then people start the word spreads that you're not funny and you stop getting booked. So it's really like you have a little quicker opportunity, but you got to cash in on it and be, and work hard and be good.
1: Yeah. A lot of those comedy shows that you mentioned, the seven dudes and one chick, that's an AVN award too, I believe. (laughs) If if I'm I'm correct about it. it You know, you, you've mentioned, you know, as a female comic, you're definitely looking at a different, you know, beast than what a male comic is. Do you feel like? it's hard to not pigeonhole yourself into the I'm a what's up I'm with a, my period right I'm a cute chick and and do you feel like you have to make those standard jokes or how do you uh, you know avoid I really, those my
3: my act is like super super personal and that's what I really like nice. I, pe- when people ask me what my comedy is like I'm like imagine everything you would never want someone to know about you that's and what this radio show is that's yeah.
0: exactly <laughs> what no that's exactly Seriously? what I do yeah and that's what people love it's uh, it is. I was just talking about this earlier this week on the show is, is that it It's never like this great thing that I thought of. It's always like, when you couldn't remember the words of the Pledge of Allegiance, I laughed my ass off. It's always like that real human moment that they want. That's what they want.
3: That's it. Because the truth is that like. Dude, go tell my boss that. Because he always tells me to shut up and talk about what's going on in the news. He's like, write jokes. Come on. No, if you uh, if you go up there and you, I like to be, because the thing is, it's like, I could go up there and pretend that my life is perfect, but the reality is like, it's ev- not. I, I'm a disaster really, so the more you let people see your cracks and I'm even and more flaws. attracted
0: to her now, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's hot and her life's a mess I'll handcuff, me, I'll handcuff myself to her yeah, thank uh, you. So I would imagine like every other working comic on the road, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Kate Quigley, who is a local, uh, a Canton comic, made good moved to LA, has uh, totally made it, so much so that she came back to canton to do a show and uh it's a little jab there but you're gonna live with it and, uh, <laughs> florentine's on that bill tonight too i i love jimmy i've known jimmy a long long time good dude um, I would imagine, like most other comics, you probably have a podcast that you're doing. I do. All right, so let's pimp that for you. Yeah,
3: I do this podcast called Date Fails. So for people that don't know my story at all, I was married for 10 years. So I was married from 19 to basically 30. Wow. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and then I, I I just started dating like four years ago. And so my whole podcast is basically about like screwing up because you're supposed to learn to date in your 20s. Yes. Not your 30s. I
0: would agree. Yes. Yeah, so
3: now I'm basically like making all the mistakes I should have made 10 10 15 years ago. We got a
0: lot in common you and I, Kate. Really? Yeah, we got a lot in common. I mean, I wasn't married for 10 years. I was just insufferable for those. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's still so screwing up <laughs> dating in his 30s. I not so say like high. I was yeah. just high the and, whole time. And so and so yeah, I've uh, I've had I've had the dating misadventures. So do you worry uh, like Are guys on guard with you on dates? Like, are they worried they're going to be part of the act? Because girls are like that with me plenty, where they're like, I don't want to screw up right now because I don't want you to make fun of me tomorrow. Like, is that that's obviously a thing, right? A
3: hundred percent. And this is the thing. Like, I went out with this really great guy who was so hot, like the perfect guy, ex-Marine, ex-football player, like just a perfect guy. And he was like, you're not going to talk about me on the podcast, are you? And I was like, not by name, but yeah. But I have to. Of course. I can't not talk about it.
0: I always tell people if you want to interact with me or if you want to be part of my life, you're going to be part of the joke too. Like you don't get half of me, right? you're going to get all of me.
3: Oh, but you know what's the best? I dated a guy that I, I talked about a lot on my podcast and I didn't know he had a girlfriend oh. and she's a fan of my podcast Ugh. and she put together who he was. So actually Kate sometimes Quigley it helps.
0: Marriage ruiner. <laughs>
3: No, he was not married. He just had a okay. girlfriend, right. and I didn't know. That
0: makes it that much so better. So
3: I found out that he had a girlfriend because she listened to the podcast, and she let me know. I think you're talking about my boyfriend. And it was, like, this great story where it was, like, we united, and then we burnt down his house. How, what?
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> Went all left eye with it. I uh, What did it... What a train wreck of a person you'd have to be to not be listed by name and yet here have your somebody recognize how awful you are just by, des, by by
2: descriptors. <laughs> I know.
3: Like
0: you would have to be a train wreck of a human being for that to be Yeah, that's
3: why I have excellent taste in men. Do so you? thank you for bringing that up.
0: Are you in a relationship right now? Are you are no, you dating anybody? I'm dating. Dating around yeah, a little I'm bit. I'm dating
3: around a little bit.
0: that's got to be tough in LA, right?
3: It's really difficult. Everybody's
0: so fake.
3: It is, but then also, like, I have this very public image of being a certain way, which I'm not necessarily, like, because I, I have kind of, my Instagram's a little sexy, my comedy's a little edgy, and so, and I make a lot of, and I'm in my 30s, so I'm kind of in heat, so I make a lot of sex jokes and stuff, and so then, guys, they think it's just gonna be, like, a quick, you know, one and done, like, hit it and quit it, and then when they start dating me, and I'm like, I don't even let you touch my boobs so like, date nine, they're like, who are you? Jesus. Gross. Like nine
0: in L.A. That's like four thousand dollars in dinner tabs. Like that's crazy.
3: Yes, yeah, you know well. what I mean. Just Mr. Chows and no, no grabbing boobs. That's terrible. I go out more for cocktails, okay. so I'm a cheap date. It's All right, fine. well that
0: that's good. Uh, are you going to be going back to the AVN Awards? Are they having you back?
3: I'm sure I'll go back eventually. This year they have my friend Colin Kane host it. They kind okay. of switch it up. I don't know if you know Colin. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm I'm sure I'll go back. I mean, I've stayed I've stayed in touch with that world. I'm not in it but but yeah I've been back
0: we're talking to Kate Quigley a comedian who will be in town tonight at the Oracle Jim Florentine Chad Zumok, part of that bill as well you can get tickets at the Oracle box office I want to ask you this um, so your career is going pretty well and you're on the road you're pretty successful what's the goal Deba- like,
3: that's debatable by the way is, is, it, <laughs> is it right Um? What's Let's the goal? define success here is um, it
0: is it Amy Schumerville like do you want the movies do you want to do that or is road comic like you know what this is this is where I want to make my bones like what what are we
3: after this is going to sound like the most cheesy answer but I swear to God this is the truth like when I was a kid I dreamt of just being on TV I just wanted to be on TV and now I feel like I've done so much of what I wanted That now there are things I'd love to do. Like I'd love to do movies. Right. I'd love to host a talk show. I'd love to shoot. I want to shoot a one hour special this year. Comedy is my favorite. Stand up is my favorite. But the
0: reaction is second to none. It's
3: you can't beat it. It's my favorite thing. Can't duplicate it. Doing movies, doing TV, all that is just to do more stage time. Right. But the truth is that like. I enjoy all of it so much. And this is probably a fault because people in LA will ask me the same thing. Like my agents will go, what do you, what's your, what do you want in five years? And I'm like, I want it all. Like I want to do a movie. I want to have a TV show. So I'm happy as whatever comes along. Like t-
0: when you say TV show, are you looking like sitcom or would you, or do you want to be like the next Ellen?
3: Uh, um, no, I've written I've written a couple sitcoms, so like nice. a sitcom would be great. I love action stuff. Like one of my dreams is to do an action movie, which has nothing to do with comedy, just a straight up action. Yeah,
0: movie. but you always get that cheesy line that you, that that halfway funny line. You could be that person. Yeah, I can be up the- in flames, <laughs> take the sunglasses off, or whatever. Like the tagline would be of your action movie. I, I like it.
3: I just want to fight people. Like I would even be a stunt guy. Like so many things I want to do. But the great thing is now with the way that, and I mean you guys see it with the way that digital media. Oh. Is God. Is rolling out. You could literally have a
0: YouTube channel is just as good as a TV show.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have a talk show on TV and then shoot your own action flick that ends up on. Yeah, the iPhones um, are amazing.
0: You can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, with them exactly.
3: Now. So, I mean, I just am like. I feel very blessed with everything that I've gotten to do so far and to me now like everything else is just icing
0: it's comedian uh, Kate Quigley joining us and where can people get your podcast Date Fails where do people get that
3: it's on iTunes SoundCloud you can follow me on all social media at Kate Q Funny or my website katequigley.com has everything
0: awesome we'll be uh, sure to send people your way she's in town tonight at the Oracle like I said Jim Florentine Chad Zumach also part of that pick up your tickets at the Oracle box office the Oracle's fantastic I'm we, so excited we, we love that place so yeah uh, it's a great place to do a show. It's a great place to see a show. You're going to have a ton of fun tonight. Make sure you stop out and see Kate tonight. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back right around the corner with what will be the end of Facebook. I promise. That happens next on Rock 1069.
3: <laughs> Please relax. This will be
2: painless The scansbury Show on Rock 1069. On Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury show rock 1069 online wrqk.com if you missed Kate Quigley on the program you'll be able to podcast that shortly after 10am at wrqk.com you can also see her tonight at the oracle i wouldn't wait i would uh, hurry up and get those tickets my guess is that's going to sell out i think if not close, pretty damn close pretty already, close
1: so i would i would make moves as quickly as humanly possible if you want to be a part of that show Dude, she was great like yeah
0: i've already reached uh, you know back out to her and i said look you're anytime you want to come back kate just let me know you got an open door she was fantastic She just had that natural microphone charisma
1: where it's like some people it's impossible to get them to open up. And she was like, nope, here it is. No wonder she's in the position she is right now. Yeah.
0: I had no idea she had done that much work. Fantone did a great job doing some background research on her, finding out about Playboy TV, the 2016 AVN Awards, her podcast Date Fails, which apparently she's uh, she's agreed to have us on her show. So apparently uh, Fantone and I at some point are going to make our uh, our appearance on Date Fails, which is Kate Quigley's podcast, which you can pick up at iTunes. I've been promoing this all morning, and uh, we're going to get into it now. And I think Facebook is about to do something that I think will negatively affect their bottom line. Now to be fair I have predicted this many times over other things that they have done and I have been proven wrong all right so the, so I will I'm not guaranteeing you this but I think that this will turn a lot of Facebook users off and a lot of the younger social media uh, users don't even really like Facebook all that much. It's now your mom's social media account.
1: One hundred percent. I we talked about it earlier in the show, but Project Rebuild and the students I work with there—they're
0: probably all Snapchatters,
1: right? No, I was like, hey guys, you know, an easy way to reach out to me is through Facebook. Like, just add me on the book, and you know, it'll be cool. And they're looking at me like I'm speaking French or something like that. Like, you idiot! Nobody's on Facebook anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm cool, right? I called it the book, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yeah. Nobody, nobody does care. So apparently what Facebook is getting ready to do now is they're going to let media outlets like slate, like guardian, like all these things that I bitch about what they're going to allow them to do. Now, I guess it'll be up to them whether or not they want to do this, mm-hmm. but they're going to start to allow media outlets to charge readers for access to their stories. Now, my guess is Facebook's going to get a piece of this, right? They're going to get a piece of the money. There's Otherwise, why would they let you do it? Why would they let you make money and walk away with nothing? They're going to get a piece, right? And Facebook already works their system around to, like, force feeds to me and you and all of us, where they force things at the top of your timeline, and of course, if you will do this, this is what's going to be forced to the top of your timeline. You're going to click on it. Then you're going to have to pay. You're going to get upset, and I think the end consumer is going to go, "Eh, enough," and be done.
1: Um, and how that how that kind of works is the 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 Facebook pages that you like. interact with more often those are going to end up near the top of your feed or if somebody pays to be at the top of your feed they're going to do that but they're kind of already in this world and facebook what they'll what they'll do with some organizations like certain news organizations like you click on the story and it doesn't take you to like MSNBC.com, it just gives you the story within the Facebook reader right, right there. There's other things like WRQK, like the radio station. It'll export you it'll to export us. It'll export you to us. And so like, they're kind of already in that world because right now, like, The Washington Post is a good example, or even the Canton Repository is a good example. Once you read 10 articles for free from the
0: com, You owe them money.
1: Well, you can't access the 11th article unless you sign up for a subscription. And
0: theirs is like, what, a dollar a month or
1: something? Something like that. Washington Post is the same way, where once you read X amount of articles, you can't access article number 11 until,
0: you know, you join on. I want to make this one step further. I want people not to be able to share articles unless they pay. That's what I want. I think that would limit the amount of sharing without reading and it would create less controversy of like you know articles that are posted. It would probably reduce the amount of false information that gets passed around, which I would like. I I, I yes, um I Facebook's going to have a hard time with
1: that because at that point you're taking away one of their big uh, growing points is through share is, is through, through share that expansion. Yeah, they don't care about the things I care about. No, it's it, I don't know if this is going to be the thing that up that upends them. I feel like they have a big enough stranglehold on what we view as social media, and that's not going away. Now, Facebook or MySpace or Twitter or any of those things could go away, but what we view as like social media is it, it'll reinvent itself, but it ain't going anywhere.
0: Uh, Twitter will probably fail before Facebook, I, so I would think just. Based on users I mean alone. Twitter can't find a way to make money
1: and 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 with kind of all that I just feel like people are so ingrained on this people spend so much time on this that I don't I don't know if it's
0: going anywhere I don't I just how many media outlets am I going to be willing to pay for information not that many I mean is this so now I do pay the Canton rep Okay, Because that's a local publication, oh, yeah. and it's a backbone of what it is, some of the information you hear on the show. So I view that as a positive investment, and it was cheap, so I don't care.
1: With that being said, is that why we see this decline in 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 journalism and the decline of like, well, because nobody's willing to pay for it, therefore they have to sell it to, to advertisers, and it's like, well, dude, who cares about, you know, integrity when Tide's paying us all this money? Yeah, and what's
0: the parent company of Tide? And don't report this story right. because the parent company is now the, the main advertiser behind. And
1: that's because none of us are willing to cough up the nine ninety nine a month for access to the
0: Washington Post. Yeah, but I'll tell you what I don't like about that though, is that once we do cough up the nine ninety nine, the Washington Post is gonna to tell you that's not enough money either, and they're still going to whore it out. So at the end of the day, it's going to cost me 10 bucks, and I'm still going to have the same problem that I have, because they're still going to want to whore it out. It... it there's no such thing as enough money. Nobody, nobody ever has enough money. I think ultimately this will create, people will start clicking on things. They're not going to want to pay. And then they're going to go, well, why click on anything? I don't know. Is this going to be one of the ones that's going to cost me money or not? This and that. And you're just going to end up spending more time scrolling past still photos than you are going to be reading anything. I think that this might, it's not going to be tomorrow, but I think Facebook will see a negative, uh, a negative effect on their end users over this. Now, Having said that it is the older people's social media platform, they're probably more likely to pay for news content than, a, than the younger end of the millennial generation. I would, I would admit that, but I think overall, the whole Facebook movie was about how, it, how they weren't going to advertise to you, how it was never going to cost you money, and they were going to always keep it cool. That movie's under 10 years old. And already, this thing's an abomination of what it started out to be. I think sooner or later, you're going to do the thing that makes people just get sick of you and push you off and be like, I'm done with this. I'm looking for something else. And I think all the other social media platforms right now are probably wringing their hands or honestly, try, probably trying to adopt the model. That's probably, more, that's probably more likely. We'll end the program getting you hooked up with those Incubus tickets. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from getting you hooked up with those Incubus ticket. Sorry, I had to look down at what band it was. I wrote it down. I was like, I forget. I don't know. Incubus, July 25th, Blossom. We'll get choked up here shortly. If you missed Kate Quigley on the program this morning, you're going to want to podcast that shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. She's funny. I want Google image searcher, too, dude. Everybody can't stop with that. Oh,
1: my God. She was so hot. She and was you? sexy. Well, dude, I mean, you know, you go from being, like she said, an L.A. 7. Dude, that's high in Canton. That's a good That's a good number right number. That's
0: a triple there. spin. I uh you know many people are like, dude, you should get in those DMs. It's like, Pfft. no, bro, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. That is a, that is a terrible look. Hey, we just met 20 minutes ago. Wanna bang? That's an awful look. Right, like you'd be the first dude to try that. I never thought of this. <laughs> yeah, no, that girl would probably tell me now. Um, you know what? She's uh I will say about her, and I didn't want to talk to her about it in the air because I didn't want to sexualize her right. while she was sitting in here. But she does seem to be one of these women that's very comfortable wearing a tank top with no bra. And I saw my friend, actually, a friend of mine who I bartend with at the Agora say the same thing this morning. She's like, I don't care if you can see my breast through my tank top. I'm tired of wearing bras in summer. It's like if you don't want to look at me, don't look at me. I think it depends on what boobs you have, and you know, yeah, that
1: can make a huge difference of of, of well, yeah, whether or not people there. are
0: attractive or not. We'll, we'll definitely. Well, I'm
1: just saying, like, if you have large natural breasts, not wearing a bra is probably going to be a problem. Where if you have a little thinner there, a little, a little right, a little, a little,
0: slimmer, little slimmer, more petite, I believe slimmer, is the
1: slimmer, you know, doctor keeps them in place. Yeah, you can you can get away with not wearing a bra. She's
0: definitely easy to look at. That she's funny too. Which is a good combination. Hot and funny is a great combination. That's a good one. No wonder she got out of Canton.
1: (laughs) Far too good for this place. See ya.
0: Yeah, there must be like a hot woman dog catcher that like just grabs them all and then exports all them right, out. That, taking that, you out of the trailer park. <laughs> that must be that must be what's happening there. Kate will be in town tonight at the Oracle with Chad Zumach and also Jim Florentine. Part of that uh, programming note tomorrow morning nine o'clock on the program. We will have a good friend of the show, Officer Lamar Sharp, will be Thanks. in town. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we'll be on the air with us at nine o'clock. They're doing a uh, apparently a, a cookout mm-hmm. in downtown Canton for uh, for the needy, and so he's going to come in and give you some details on that. I want to make you aware of this before we end the program. Tonight, you will be able to find me at Nom Nom Popcorn. Uh, They asked me to be one of their celebrity scoopers um, from 5 to 8 this evening. That's at uh, 6798 Wales Avenue Northwest in North Canton there. And uh, they... um, they you they have people like uh, you know I, I guess I don't like the word celebrity but they have recognizable people come in and do like celebrity scooping and uh, they ask you to team up with a charity so I chose Project Rebuild because Fantone's very works very closely with Project Rebuild so I decided I would uh, I would stick with that and, uh, and and donate some of those proceeds to Project Rebuild so I'll be out there tonight
1: greatly appreciate it buddy it's, uh, it's going to be a good time I
0: will uh, I'll be in attendance well, that'll be good stuff uh, yeah. the, the popcorn's fantastic. So I don't know. I'll probably owe money by the time I get out of there. <laughs> I imagine I'll do the Homer Simpson, one for you, two for me. you know. And so I'll probably owe a ton of money by the time I get out of there. But I'll be at Nom Nom Popcorn tonight from 5 to 8. Stop on out if you feel so inclined. Aside from that, we are done for the day. But we want to pass out these Incubus tickets before we get there. Uh, we'll take caller 15, four three seven six two five 243 7625 on those. And uh, we will be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., for our final show before vacation. We're very excited. Senioritis is full-on set in. And if you missed those photos of the obnoxious new office furniture, obnoxious, you can see those... uh, (sighs) At my Twitter and at my uh, Instagram, which is at Sansbury Show. Let's go get yelled at about that. Yeah, let's go get yelled at about that right now about how good that that film, that it's furniture. Great. I don't know why you guys hate it. No, dude, that furniture looks awesome and not tacky whatsoever at all. I don't know. I don't know what the hell anybody's talking about. Those Incubus tickets are up for grabs. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning six.